Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. The toll-free number for you is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And, of course, uh, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free, so enjoy those over there. Uh, those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. Ours is free at freetalklive.com. Though, actually, we're in the, the market for some new hosting because, well, apparently we're, we're, we're getting growing pains on the website, Mark. The, the site was down a couple of times today. And we may be too big for our britches at this point. What does that mean? I mean, I, I, I can't we just buy more hosting or something? That's what we're going to have to do. We're From the same people? I mean, it, it all depends. You know, we're going to shop around. That's the smart thing to do is just check okay. out the prices and see, see what's... Because the last time we bought a new web host was a few years ago. So things change and technology and prices change and new companies come, some go, etc. So we're working on that. Bear with us if you encounter any issues uh, with the website. We will... Get them fixed as quickly as possible. I don't hear your stinking excuses. The website should just work. It, you know, it should, and uh, it's free. So <laughs> I love that. It's I love that not excuse. Good enough. It's free. It's so not good enough. You know, it's been up. I think like ninety nine point something percent of the time. But it's it's when it's down for that point one percent that it really is frustrating. Yep. Yeah. And if you think it's frustrating for you, imagine how it feels for uh, for me trying to keep the thing uh, going. People are complaining they can't get their archive from last night. Yeah, and, but they are. You know, can't get on the BBS, which, of course, the, the, the website goes down after I make a big announcement about the BBS last night. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe it's because all those people came. I mean, I don't know. Is it visits? It's a possibility, I suppose, but I doubt it because I made the announcement at something like three in the morning. So it's very unlikely that a bunch of people were receiving our updates and decided to do something about it at that moment. Most likely people got on this morning. Went in and it crashed. It crashed again this morning. It sure well. did. Yeah. So, uh, but it, since I brought it up, I might as well mention, we'll talk about Occupy fill in the blank here in a little bit, uh, but I might as well mention the changes that have been brought about on the Free Talk Live BBS. Uh, for those of you who've been with the show for a long time, you know what the BBS is. If you're brand new, it's it's a forum. It's a message board. It's something where listeners can go and interact with one another. And it started... A BBS is an old name for Bulletin Board System. Yes, and, that's right. Uh, it's wow. just a hearkening back to what uh, message forums were prior to message forums. Right? It's funny because it sounds so nerdy and geeky, but like Bulletin Board System? It sounds it's so very simple. nerdy. <laughs> it's very nerdy and very geeky. In fact, I think they were probably pretty popular, like right around when you were born. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so BBS, yeah, I went with the old school naming, and it allows people to interact in various different ways. We've had it for as long as I can recall on the show. It's it's been around long darn time uh, for a long time. I was born in 1990, by the way. Yes. Anyone's like, when was that? Uh, so, uh, so it's been around, and uh, it. It was relatively popular at one point in time. Mark, you've seen the statistics. It was right around what about half the popularity of our regular site? More um, for for some t- for some time, it was uh, more popular than the regular site. We had it really? hosted separately. Yes, that's so. Well, I don't even remember that. But anyway, it's kind of been through different. Uh... Well, remember that the the regular site at one point didn't have any any interactivity. It was basically this is you true. Just, you'd make some announcement through the updates thing, and then that would post up there. Right, and, and now the web the regular site is completely interactive, and you can up, you can upload stories to it and vote up on vote down things, and it's a much more community oriented site now. The freetalklive dot com. So you're right, maybe that kind of affected the BBS. But what really affected it was the the way that it was pretty much a virtually unmoderated forum and that that was the original idea was to you know have people uh who you could it's anonymous if you want it to be you can post whatever pretty much you want to but it's silly 
you know, it's silly to try to be 4chan. Somebody made this point last night, and I thought it was a great point. Uh, was that you that made that we, point? We were talking about 4chan last night, and I had never actually searched on 4chan, but I know enough nerds that I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so 4chan is this anonymous message, or I guess it has an anonymous section, but it's in, it's what they call an image board uh, online. It's where a lot of the, the popular memes have come from, like Raptor Jesus and whatever else. That I, I'm sure there's a Pedo bunch. Pedo Bear. Pedo Bear, that's one of them. So all kinds of things have come out of uh, 4chan. And Free Talk Live, I, I didn't know 4chan existed when we came out with the BBS uh, way back when. Maybe it didn't exist back then, but certainly Free Talk Live's forum can't compete with, with that. And it shouldn't anyway because it was dying off. I mean, the market had spoken and said, yeah, this forum sucks, so we're not going to come to it. And over the last three years, this consistently, if you look at the traffic to the Free Talk Live BBS, just went down and down and down. Yeah. And so finally, uh, I was inspired to do something about it. And, and I think to some extent it went down. And I'm just going to say, you know, like how I felt about the BBS there for a while. It went down because it it just got to be a place where people didn't want to be. Uh, a, yeah. pit, a pit of trolls is the term that I, uh, I I prefer to use. Some people really enjoyed it and they weren't trollish at all. They just liked the atmosphere that they brought and they had thick skin and they could handle that kind of thing. But the bad thing about the BBS is if we promo it on the show, some hapless listener would meander on in there and say, hey, right. I love Free Talk Live, and I've just become a liberty lover. Isn't and, freedom great? And we'll, you know, and, <laughs> well, you know, just introduce themselves, and then blah! And the trolls, know. like, they throw digital <laughs> versions of uh, tomatoes at that person. Yeah, right. How many trolls are there out of just regular users? I couldn't, I, could, I wouldn't even claim to, uh, to, to, to tell you a percentage, but I would say it's something like 50-50. Wow. Well, I don't know. We ended up we ended up calling it the den of trolls or whatever and essentially saying that everyone there is a troll. It almost felt like that for, for a long time. Uh, so it has changed, I, I think, to some extent. We've made some ma- severe modifications. It's not exactly a total reboot in that we didn't delete all of the messages on the, the right. BBS, but it's been uh, significantly restructured. The terms of service has been completely rewritten, and it is no longer a virtually unmoderated place. I think there's maybe one sub-forum there where there's less moderation than the rest of them, uh, but the moderators will be much more kind of on the ball, I guess, now. And Even if people want – I mean, at that point, you've had two levels of protection. Protection. Uh, there's a warning when you go into the BBS that this is a place for adults and uh, that you know it's largely unmoderated. That's gone. That okay. warning is gone. Okay. So um, and, and replaced with that, a different agreement. Okay. And some other agreement, um, just telling, giving people some warning and that kind of thing. Yeah. Just what the new rule, what the rules are for the. For and the then they form. go into the unmoderated section. Once you go into the unmoderated section, as far as I'm concerned, you get what you. Well, get. No, there is no unmoderated section. There's just a section that is less moderated. Less moderated. You're still not going to accept spam or you know sure. child porn or whatever. Aren't okay. people going? to complain about you censoring or that you're giving people the option to censor people's comments that's the inevitable complaint and the free talk live bbs has always had some level of moderation like spam's not allowed as i said you know those other things not allowed uh racism also not allowed avocation of violence also not allowed those things have not been allowed for a long time it's just that now they'll be it'll be more strictly enforced and it is an objection that people come up with well you guys are free talk live you should be able to speak out and talk about anything you want and well for the most part that's true but there are certain things that we can't let you say on this radio show well plus a lot of people 
who are going to say things on the internet are not going to call into a radio show and say them out oh, loud. Certainly they would not. never say those things out loud. They wouldn't loud. want to reveal their phone number oh, for no. one thing. And so it's property rights. Is really that's what the issue is. And we tried it. it it was a long-running experiment. Sure. Um, it was a long-running experiment in a, in a BBS that ended up, uh, or a message board that ended up essentially a place where no one wanted to be. And well, it settled into a place where not as many people wanted to be. Let's just say that. There were still some people that were using it. It's just, it wasn't what it could be. It wasn't what it was. And the only way to change that is to make it a By more a attractive place. By you know, quarter. You know, I mean, do you want a bunch of people. homeless people hanging around... <laughs> Your business and scaring away uh, the, the the customers that are actually yeah. going to spend money. These are largely middle class people with bad attitudes on the internet that uh, you know acted like they were anonymous. And, yes, you know. but they're the equivalent detrit- of detritus. You know, I'm not saying the homeless people are, aren't, are invaluable. These were thugs. <laughs> you mean the internet, tr- the trolls? Yes. Yeah. But you get my you get my gotcha. picture here. Sure. That it it makes it a less than attractive place uh, to. To bring people, and you're right, Mark. There were people that were having these encounters there. So we're going to try something new. We're very and, uncomfortable for them, and see if uh, this is a better place for listeners, real, you know, right. listeners of Free Talk Live. More discussion. Sometimes, uh, I mean, many of the people, the din- denizens of the BBS, didn't even listen to the show in a lot of this cases. Is true. That's they, not a requirement. No, no either. they just hung out in this. They had at one point, but they hadn't listened for a long time. One big change to the BBS. It's worth mentioning. Is you know, there's been some minor structural things, moving forms around and such. But uh, one of the big changes is. You you actually control the content of your entire thread. So if you post a thread on the BBS and somebody posts a response that's offensive, you don't like it, just hit the delete button. Now you can control every single post that comes after yours on threads that you start. Does that that's make a sense? Good idea. Yeah. yeah. You control all you control your thread. It used to be like that on one sub forum of the BBS. Now it's like that the whole thing. BBSY. Uh, 855-450-FREE. So you can go to bbs.freetalklive.com to check that out. There's more coming up. The bank run on the way. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it is Ian. And Allie. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. As we mentioned before, the BBS has been rebooted, sort of, and big changes have been made. So if you haven't been by the BBS in a while, and most of you haven't, <laughs> you're welcome to drop in again. At bbs.freetalklive.com. At bbs.freetalklive.com. If you don't have an account anymore, it's probably because you just haven't been there in so long and it got wiped in some kind of purge a while back. Uh, but if, you, you know, if you've been there within the last year, your account will still work. Now, none of the messages have been deleted. It's just been major changes have been made, and I, we hope that you like them. bbs.freetalklive.com. I listen to a lot of radio and podcasts, and here's a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. It's verbalsurgery.com. Tim Cummins, my friend who does this uh, podcast, has a, has a way of getting inside your head and making you feel great. Rather than paying all those money for therapists, listen to verbalsurgery.com. I think it's an awesome podcast. I'm happy when I listen to it, and um, I think you will be too. It's verbalsurgery.com. 
All right, our number here again, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. By the way, since we're in self-promotion mode here, Mark, uh, you know, we haven't been mentioning the podcast awards very much. I mentioned it the first night that the podcast awards opened. I didn't even know that it was uh, going on. Really? Even. Yes. I mean, so that's about how badly we've been doing on this. So podcast awards need to be mentioned here. It's worth mentioning, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, how we do without really promoting the hell out of it, which we haven't been doing at all. Uh, it only goes for I, another week. I've been uh, putting it on my Facebook page. You? Um, you know, when I found out about it, Ted, yes, last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, I found out from a listener. Wow, man. <laughs> this is how bad you've been at this. <laughs> I sent out an update, Mark, at updates.freetalklive.com. I don't think I saw it. Oh, anyway. So you can go to podcastawards.com and vote for Free Talk Live. We're in the left-hand column. Scroll down. It's the uh, politics slash news category. Uh, it will be our sixth podcast award it would be win. our sixth if we won if we win and, it um you know not promoting is probably not a good idea but um yes it, it it's this is a an extraordinarily valuable thing for the the marketing and sales of free talk live i do the ad sales of free talk live ian you pretty much do the rest of the stuff and when i talk to to advertisers one of the things that i say is the free talk live is on uh, more than 100 radio stations two xm channels we've uh, been named a talkers magazine's heavy hundred list that's the 100 most important radio shows in america three times and we're the only podcast to have won a podcast award at podcastawards.com five times. That's true. It's all true. And uh, you can help us with that by going to podcastawards.com, voting for Free Talk Live. And you may do it once a day. The voting, uh, the, I guess the check resets at midnight Eastern time. So once a day, you can go to podcastawards.com, vote for Free Talk Live, and we'd appreciate it. You can do it all the way from now through the 27th. So there you have it. I went to Occupy uh, Keen today, and of course, many people around the country are attending Occupy, fill in whatever city in which uh, they live near. And uh, today, we were out in front of Bank of America, and one guy was behind Bank of America where the folks were going through where the drive-through was, and he was handing them flyers, and there were flyers out front as well. Uh, and the flyers were were essentially suggesting that people go, if they have a Bank of America account, to close that account sometime between now and November fifth. So the idea is to close your account, take it to maybe a more local bank or a regional bank or something else, a credit union. Bank of America certainly doesn't need that right now, do they? Is that just a random date? Nope. No, well, I mean, November remember 5th. The, remember the 5th of November. V for Vendetta? You've, have you seen oh, V for Vendetta? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah Guy Fox. Okay, dance. it makes sense now. So, of course, I was out there in my Guy Fox mask, uh, and I was holding my uh, feds out of NH secede now, which has nothing to do with you know getting out of the banks, but it's kind of like my all-purpose. Uh, you know, anytime the feds are involved in something, I can bring this this sign out. And actually, it offended, I guess, one of the, the occupiers, because I was at the General Assembly meeting tonight. Uh, just before the show. The mask did or the sign did? The sign about secession. Mm-hmm. He, di- he didn't like the message of seceding from the union. Okay. So, uh, But a lot of people loved it when they were driving by. And in fact, uh, people, of course, the mask helps too, right? So people were actually slowing down. I'm right on the corner in downtown Keene. And people are slowing down and even stopping so they can... Hang a camera out the window and take my picture. Here's That's a great. guy with a mask on. <laughs> uh, it's, it's good stuff, though, right? I mean, because they're going to pass that picture around to their friends. It's going to get posted to the Facebook profiles, and people are going to see the message of secession. Well, it's also exciting because it's like, you know, oh, I got dragged to Pumpkin Fest for, with my family, and oh, look at this crazy 
thing I saw on the way yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to get spread around. Uh, and how far it will be spread, I don't know. But anything is better than nothing. And it's not that I don't oppose the pull your money out of the banks, uh, the big banks uh, meme that they're trying to promote. And I'm willing to help do that. It's just there were, there were already people handing things out. So I brought my sign and I was going to do the signage. But I, th- I think it's a good idea. A run on the big banks. A run on Bank of America. I mean, that's really the, the worst of the worst, right? Is there any other bank out there that's as big and bad as Bank Goldman of America? Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Is that now? Is Goldman Sachs something that, like like people can walk into off the street? I've never no. I've never seen one. I don't I don't know that you can do that either. But I mean, you know, when or is you're it talking like about, an investment firm, it's uh, investment bank. Yeah. Um. So they yeah. There's uh you know the several big banks and Bank of America is among them. Goldman Sachs is among them. Uh, Chase is among them. But I mean, customer banks, consumer banks, a bank where a business could go set up an account or a, an individual could walk in and open a checking account. Bank of America's uh, taken it real hard uh, in the last quarter or so. Are they not the monster bank though? I mean, is there They're anything the big bigger and more Leviathan-like no. and more tied in with the federal government besides Bank of America as far as consumer banks? No. They are essentially the number one bank in the U.S. I would say right? that that's correct, yeah. The Walmart of banks, except Walmart's not evil like these banks because uh, these banks are using the, the power of the state. Well, Seems Walmart, like most people. Walmart gets corporate welfare, too. Sure. And a lot of corporations do uh, apply for corporate welfare and, and things like that. Uh, but Walmart is significantly less evil, let's say that, than okay. uh, than the banks. <laughs> I don't mind shopping and you know, buying my tooth uh, toothpaste at, at Walmart, but I would have a problem if I had a Bank of America account. And what actually ended up happening today is the guy that was in the back uh, handing out these flyers to people that were coming through the drive-thru, he said he handed out 200 flyers in like two hours today. Wow. Which That's a lot. I mean, that means almost everyone going through that drive-thru was taking the flyer from him. And what he did was he called the local credit unions after finishing up for the day later in the afternoon, called them and asked if they had people coming in, an unusual amount of people coming in today and opening accounts. And they reported that, yes, they had. Wow. And so you want to talk about an effective uh, protest. Normally, I'm somebody that you know, I'll poo-poo a protest because I think, for the most part, I don't think it, it has much of an effect. But he's not protesting. People. He's flyering. It's true. It's this outreach. is what I've been telling you all along, that flyering is the most important thing. And people get out there with signs that are short and people don't get the message. Flyering, flyering, Oh, I've flyering. done plenty of flyering in my time and I will continue to do flyering. And I agree with you. That's a way to get a good message out. It's a good way to promote a website, etc. Uh, but the point being, you're right, Mark. It's not really a protest. It was more of like a protest slash outreach. And because it was an effective outreach event, people actually took the action suggested, closed Bank of America accounts, and opened the, a credit union account. And this is one day's worth, one you know, short bit of an afternoon's worth of outreach. Now, if this was widespread, what effect would it have? Would just Bank of America be like, we don't have enough money for everyone who's coming in to close their accounts? There's that possibility. In point of fact, there's a news story over at unicornbooty.com. It's some sort of video footage here where Citibank actually has customers arrested for trying to cancel their accounts. Mm -hmm. So we'll come back with more at 855 450 free. I'll tell you more about what happened there at that uh, at the Citibank. 1-855-450 free. This is going on though. It's not just happening in Keene, New Hampshire. It's a big November 5th run on the banks day. Uh, run on the big banks. 855-450 free. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. All around the world, people are achieving success and making their dreams come true. You can be one of them. 
Whether it's wealth, happiness, business, or relationships, the only thing keeping you from achieving your goals is the desire to be successful and the know-how to achieve it. At allsuccessclub.com, you'll find the information you need to succeed from those who've already achieved it. Set your life on the path to success now at allsuccessclub.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of these airwaves and bring up anything you want at 1-855-453. That's toll-free, and it's brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 855-450-3733. Speaking of SACL, they have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. As we continue here, we will, of course, take your phone calls about anything. I'm kind of recapping uh, my experience at the Occupy event that uh, I attended today, and I have been attending them over the last uh, couple weeks that they've been going on here in Keene. Now, Keene's just a little place. It's not New York City. So at the uh, the General Assembly today, there were maybe 10 uh, people. And today at the, the bank, throughout the couple of hours that it happened, you know, maybe 10 people uh, had showed up. But it's a dedicated uh, crew of folks, and they are interested in continuing to occupy in whatever way uh, that uh, that they can. And one thing that I really like about uh, the, the group, the group here, and I've heard other things about other groups being less, shall we say... Uh, able to get along with with one another okay. having having disparate viewpoints within the group and being able to move forward with things i guess and uh it's nice to see that in that in this group even though there are people that have differing belief systems uh you know for instance i love freedom individual liberty i like the idea of secession and there was a guy there today that didn't like the idea of secession we didn't have a chance to discuss anything because we were talking about other other matters at the meeting but what was pointed out is that uh, the, the person who was the acting as what they call the facilitator of the meeting said something that you know i could certainly couldn't disagree with and that is that the idea was to well whoever wants to do whatever they want should do that basically it's kind of a very decentralized uh viewpoint so if you want to you know help with the website you can help with the website if you want to you know go out and do bank uh, outreach like we did today, encouraging people to pull their money out of Bank of America and put it in local banks. That's what you should focus on. If you want to focus on camping, you should focus on that. Just and, making suggestions. Yeah, well, every, you're right. It's, and suggesting that it doesn't have to be just one way. And that's nice to see. It's nice to see happen in what, uh, you know, is it generally a group that is governed by rules? I'm not very familiar with this kind of this democratic uh, process of you, know, you put things on a stack, you take them off the stack. There's discussion, there's hand signals uh, that people use to vote yay or nay, and to, uh, you know put submit new ideas and things like that. So what do you think of the hand signals? I think the hand signals work. Uh, it's it probably works well for a large group of people. Um, that's my guess. It it allows people to indicate non-verbally their agreement or disagreement with whatever the idea that has been proposed. If you're in a small group of people, it's it seems unnecessary. But at a certain point, I can I can understand that. One thing that's unusual about these, if you've been paying attention, if you've seen any of the video, you've surely seen what they call the human microphone. Mm. Are you familiar with this? Yes. So the idea is uh, one person who's speaking will utter 
a phrase and then the people around that person will speak that back, will speak that phrase again in unison and thereby amplifying the sound in areas in which people are, are too, I guess, cowed by the police to pull out a megaphone because they, you know, the cops will tell them, you need a permit for that or you'll be arrested or ticketed or something like that. And so rather than try to do disobedience on that they've kind of come up with a creative way around it it's resourceful definitely i think it's resourceful it's also a little difficult to handle just because it's you know you're getting somebody slow as crap right it's very slow (laughs) you're getting somebody's speech but it's being interpreted by a group of people and you have to wait for them to finish speaking before the original speaker can speak and then they you know they repeat it and so on and so forth so it takes probably about three times as long to speak with the human microphone as it would if you actually had some sort of amplification device or, or were willing to use that. I think it's weird because it's almost like someone telling telling you, repeat after me, and you're pledging to something, but you it might not agree with what they're ple- saying. Yeah, it does have that pledging and feel. The brainwashing effect of uh, hearing things over and over and over again. I mean, you know, yeah. that's, what, that's what advertising's all about is repetition. Now, of course, you aren't obligated to say what that person has said. So right. if that person says, you know, something horrible, then uh, I, I doubt there would be very many people that Silence. would be repeating that, right? And that's almost like an ostracism kind of thing. So I think, you know, it it's clunky. Have you seen a lot of the comedy that's come out of this uh, this Occupy movement, though? I mean, some of these videos of uh, of the of people appear to be, you know, they're either uh, way drugged up, mentally ill, uh, you know, on the verge of, uh, of stupidity. These people, when you say that, what do you mean? The, Some like of the people occupying doing the human folks. mic or just anybody on the street? I'm just or talking about the Occupy thing. I, I mean, I've, I've seen some really funny stuff come out of the Occupy oh, I thing. <laughs> well, this is what happens. I mean, it's an open movement. It's yeah. open to the public in public places. And in those cases, anybody can show up. And, the, you know, so Howard Stern sent, down, sent out a guy to uh, try to <laughs> figure out what these people want. And, of mm-hmm. course, they only take the funniest stuff. Oh, sure. And the, the funniest stuff is a lot of people out there. Incoherence. That, hey, I want my college paid for. Why? Why do you think people should pay for your college? Because I want them to. Mm-hmm. I could do it. It's an open forum. What's the big deal? Yeah. You know, or you know, just kind of people that, that clearly one. haven't see it, spent any time thinking about what it is that they're doing, other than yeah, more folks should give me stuff. So one of the things I wanted to say about the the microphone thing is it's it's frustrating. But I understand why it came about. I don't know if it's the best way to do things, but people seem to believe in it, so they they go with it. Um, Luckily, it hasn't been had to be done around here because we don't have that big of a crowd, so everybody can just kind of talk, and it's not a big deal. But what I saw where I really thought the the human microphone shone and really was brilliant was at the Manchester arrests. Uh, And I believe this was late last night when this went down. It was probably around midnight. Uh, There were people that are in, I think it's Victory Park, doesn't really matter. They're in some park in Manchester. And I don't know if they've been camping there or not. I, I Maybe they have, but I I'm didn't not positive. Think, I know they were setting up some kind of tarps, but I didn't know what the purpose of that was. Ridley was asking them, but uh, I, it could have been to keep their stuff dry. I don't know what it was, but I don't think anyone was sleeping in tents, no. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't gotten – I had not yet ascertained the entire situation. All I knew was – Last night, five people were arrested. Fourteen people were what they call cited. So basically that means the 14 people were willing to be cooperative and give names and information and such. And they walked away with a citation and a court date. And then five people were actually taken by the police to the police department. All five were processed. All five were released over you know a period of a few hours um, after that point. And Mark, is something burning? Do you smell something burning? I smell something burning. So Mark's going to go check and make sure that the kitchen's not on fire here at the studio. 
Anyway, so here's where this human microphone really was amazing. And it's with the police. So the cop is attempting to address this crowd of people. And they probably had 20 or 30 people there, which is the entire, you know, kind of a good time for the human microphone to, uh, to come out. Yeah. And so the cop is, you know, telling people whatever it is the cop is telling them about how they've got to leave the park and da 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 whatever spiel that he's going off on, some sort of authoritarian you know, spiel. And so every phrase the cop spits out, the human microphone people uh, speak up and they interrupt, they're basically interrupting the cop and preventing him from really kind of finishing his thought, trying to communicate whatever threat uh, it was he was attempting to deliver to these people. So I really thought that was like, wow, this is where the human microphone is really amazing because it it completely crapped all over this cop's plans to really tell people, you know, give them what for and give them a good threat and get them out of the park. I mean, obviously he did end up completing what he was going to say, but that cop was so frustrated by the fact that everybody kept repeating what he was saying. It was, it was like, you know, like it was almost schoolyard esque, right? You know, you're in fifth grade or or first grade or something like that. And the old Pee Wee Herman thing, I know you are, but what am I? Somebody just kind of repeating back everything that you say to them. Yeah. Those are definitely effective tactics. I think we should start using on cops (laughs) because it really does throw people off. And you know, did he start, he kind uh, of repeated himself a little bit because he didn't, he was going to say something, but then everybody, Everybody repeated him, and he kind of rephrased what he just said. <laughs> what, what is happening here? So by the end, was he leaving gaps for them to uh, repeat him? He did kind of figure out how it uh, played out, but nonetheless, it was amusing throughout the entire thing, just watching him awkwardly kind of... Because they're used to doing one thing and having that work. They're used to being able to just, I'm the police officer, and I'm speaking now, and you will listen to me, and you will heed me, and this completely threw him off his game. Yeah, there wasn't a fire. I just had the, the, the tea on the, and the kettle wasn't making a noise like it should. Gotcha. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can take control. You're welcome to share your experiences at the Occupy, whatever, or bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you this evening is Ian. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site for those of you who would like to access the live streams and the podcast. You can go to m.freetalklive.com. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. 
and it's totally free, just like the rest of our website. Once again, m.freetalklive.com. So I'm kind of recapping uh, my experience from the day over at and, and the last couple of days actually, because there was mass arrests in Manchester at the Occupy uh, Manchester last night. I guess they're calling that one Occupy New Hampshire, uh, but clearly there are people. Manchester occupying. does consider itself New Hampshire. Clearly, the there state. are people occupying other places, and uh, so there is also an Occupy Keene. I think there might be something going on up in Concord, and these things are happening around the world. So there may be one uh, near you. And it's uh, my understanding you can learn more about them by going to the Wikipedia page about Occupy whatever. I, I've never looked at it myself, uh, but I'm sure if you look for the, the big city near you that there's some sort of website out there kind of cataloging where all of these things are happening. And I think it's a great opportunity to get out and get the ideas of liberty out into whatever discussion is happening, whether it just simply be someone approaching you on the street and asking you what your sign means, or Mark, as you suggested, actually having some sort of a flyer, which I think would be ideal at these Occupy events, is to have something that kind of takes the talking points of the the 99% and explains how it got this way. Because a lot of people understand the 99% and like we're the 99% the 1% controls everything and, you know, then there's the rest of us. Uh, but they don't understand what to do about it. Many of them believe that the government is going to be the solution when, of course, we know it's the government that created the problem in the first place. Right. So, I like one person's idea of taking – of finding out what you know the population of the earth is um, and then one over that and finding what percentage point it is and saying I'm the whatever percentage point. The zero, zero, the point zero, 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 one percent, yeah. Yeah. Like the individual, the smallest exactly. uh, minority. So getting this information into people's hands is important. And that's one of the reasons why I'm out there. You know, I know that there are some people that are turning their nose up at this and saying, yep. well, there are a bunch of liberals out there. Well, okay. So a lot of people in the liberty movement used to be liberals. They're engaged and they're ready to engage in a conversation. Yeah, Whether or sure. not they're ready to preach, that's one thing. But at the very least, they're ready to engage. The average American is not even interested in your conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is one of the places that the Tea Party sort of isn't getting it. Um, the Tea Party uh, says, you know, we're here, we're the Tea Party, we were first or whatever. But this is the rebellion on the other side. I'll grant you they're liberals. And if, you know, I mean, if the Tea Party is willing to grant that they've been co-opted by the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, I'm willing to grant that the Occupy movement has been uh, occupied, uh, co-opted by the Democrat Party. Not this in is, Keen. This is what's going, uh, but that's that's what they're trying to do. That's what the sure, attempt of course, is. the po- politicos are always going to come in and attempt to co-opt something. That's exactly what happened with the Tea Party, where Republican candidates would come in, just like they did with the Ron Paul campaign in 2008. They see people excited. They see potential for assistance with their campaign. And they come in and they pander to them and they tell them exactly what they want to hear. And yes, I'm a Tea Party candidate or I'm a Ron Paul Republican or, you know, whatever. I support the Occupy movement. I mean, they'll come in and they will pander to these people and they will use them. They'll use their energy. They'll take, wow, there's a lot of energy over here, these uh, movements. We're going to come in. We're going to take them. We're going to sap the energy right out of them, run some political campaign. If they're successful, then those people will pay attention, hopefully, and find out they've been lied to by this person. They weren't what they thought they were. And if they're not successful, then they'll have the inevitable kind of political burnout of uh, working on a failed political campaign. So it really is just uh, they, they I think they see it as an opportunity, whether it's conscious for them or not. I think they see it as an opportunity to come in and essentially use people to, to put them to work. 
mm-hmm. for their campaigns. It, it, you know, it's, it's brilliant. At this point, you know, the political process, as inefficient as it is, seems to be an incredibly efficient process of uh, sort of changing things. If, um, is, is, you know, these uh, lots of protests really don't amount to much. Um, so, you know, that's why politicians want to get involved. You know, I'm glad you brought it to this uh, point, Mark, uh, this conversation, because it reminds me of a conversation that we were having before the show about this presidential candidate. And I said, oh, we need to talk about this on the air. So it actually has happened that someone has attempted to come and co-op the Occupy Keen movement. It happened today. I don't know if it was a coincidence or if she had planned to uh, to come out. But at some point during our outreach uh, out front of Bank of America, attempting to encourage people to pull out, uh, withdraw their, close their bank accounts, take their cash and put it in a local bank or a credit union or, or more regional bank or something like that. And along comes a candidate for president. Oh, good. Yay! Well, I should right be... here in Keene? Yeah, well, that's in right. New well, Hampshire, we get here. all kinds of them, right? I mean, there's the, the guy they that do, wears right. the, the Viking helmet um, that runs every four years. Like, the big name folks come through New Hampshire. They've got to, because it's the big, you know, first state that votes, etc. This person you probably never heard of before. Her name's Tammy Stainfield. Like it sounds. Stainfield. And she's not quite a candidate yet. I guess it's not really fair to call her. When when can you be called a candidate? Is it once you've fi- officially filed whatever I paperwork? Think, I don't think I've seen her in I any of the debates. You, That's weird. No. All you have to do Definitely to run not. for president is be old, strange, and declare it. Well, I think she that's all get, it really takes. She wouldn't get into the debate, alley because she's not a Republican. Right. You have and to claim she's not one. a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, there are no Democratic debates. And, of course, it also helps if you're actually on the ballot or, or qualified to do those things. And she's not yet. And the reason why she's not a Republican or Democrat, she is an independent. And she was very proud of the fact that she was an independent. Of course, <laughs> Nobody's going to vote for me. And I asked her the question. I wasn't. I'm not going to be mean to the lady. Uh, I asked her the question. I'm just saying. Yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so I asked her the question, well, what does it mean to you to be an independent? And her answers to my questions were less than stellar. I guess. Ambiguous? Um, not even quite ambig- to the point of being ambiguous, because to be ambiguous almost seems like you might be obscuring something on purpose. I don't think she really was knowledgeable enough about the, the question that was being asked. But to her credit, she did get that being an independent meant that she was not a Democrat and she was not a Republican. <laughs> oh, good. That was essentially her answer. She didn't give me any kind of philosophy or you know what it really means to be an independent, which was my question. What does it mean to you to be an independent? I'd like to be shifty on the issues whenever I feel like and you can't hold me to anything. So my next question for her was, well, how do you feel about secession? And her answer was completely incoherent uh, about that <laughs> she ended up giving me some kind of an answer and honestly i i don't remember exactly what she said it was just it was so incoherent i can't translate it back to you <laughs> so whatever it was she said had nothing whatsoever to do with secession and she didn't she clearly didn't comprehend what the question was and she didn't have the integrity to to admit it okay so ian if she goes home looks up what secession is, and then decides that she's going to be the pro-secession candidate, are you going to vote for her? Probably not. I mean, she's probably not going to get on the ballot. <laughs> you could write her in. That's a possibility, and I don't. I guess it has happened that people have written in in New Hampshire and like gotten somewhere before, but I don't know. 
uh, all the details on that. You know, when I, somebody says they're running for president here in New Hampshire, I've just gotten so uh, you know, and I'm not talking. I'm talking about somebody who gets some kind of press. Um, you know, one of one of these myriad of people who you know walks around and says, "I'm running for president." I mean, you know, to me, it's just I, I'm I'm strange, and I want people to listen to what I have to say because if mm-hmm. you really wanted to get something done, run for some position you might have a chance at instead of you know shooting at uh, the presidency when you know that there's not a you know there's not a snowball's chance in in a really hot place for you to go anywhere so you don't vote in the federal election i generally will vote in a federal election well you know the chance of your voting your vote counting there is a basically counts um whether or not i'm going to uh you know be the deciding factor isn't large i have voted for um libertarians in which case i'd consider them getting close to the whatever percentage they need to be on the ballot here in new hampshire to be an important aspect of voting um but it mostly doesn't count who you uh, mostly doesn't matter who you vote for for president now, Allie, and it you, certainly doesn't matter if you vote for Miss Stainmore or whatever her name is. Miss Stainfield. Uh-huh. Uh, her website is Tammy T A M I Stainfield dot com. Now, you did go to her website, Allie. Is that right? I, I did go to her website. Um, what did you observe? What I observed was Constitution is King. Sort of is where she's falling back on everything. Is has has to do with the Constitution. She's generally. She says she's for liberty. Uh, I can't. I haven't seen any new ideas on her website, but. It wasn't bad. I didn't see anything that I really disagreed with. Right. She's not really putting herself out there in any way, shape, or form uh, to let people know what her opinions were. Did you go to the issues uh, there and, like, she didn't have anything? No. Well, she... Okay, so she's got maybe five issues that she will comment on. Most of the other ones says... uh, more coming to be announced to be announced yeah (laughs) once my campaign catches fire i'll fill the rest of this in but what are the five issues i'm curious what's she what's she have an opinion on i'll tell you when we come back that is excellent 1-855-453-855-450-3733 hey you know sometimes mark running for president can get you a little bit of attention cobra commander has done it he's called into the show a number of times he's got a name this is true he does have the name 1-855-450-FREE, and he's Cobra Commander. Yeah. 855-450-3733. A little more about this independent running for president here in a little bit. We'll see what she believes. It's Free Talk Live. When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight. It's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators. Any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. freetalklivesolar.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Perhaps you'd like to share your experience out at the Occupy events. I realize this is a recurring topic on Free Talk Live. And when things are hot in the world, uh, that does tend to happen on this show. And this Occupy fill-in-the-blank movement is happening everywhere. And it doesn't show any sign of dropping off. According to what I'm hearing, the people at these bigger places like New York City and Boston and other places actually around the world, uh, they're not diminishing. People are still coming. They're kind of keeping at about the same level or maybe increasing in their size, which is great to know. In fact, we know that our friends uh, Pete and Adamo from LibertyOnTour.com and CopBlock.org are actually en route as we speak, uh, heading down to New York City to attend the Occupy Wall Street. Did you find out if they're taking Marv? They're going to park Marv mobile, in mobile New Jersey. Assist, the mobile, uh, authority. mobile authority resistance vehicle. vehicle. Yes, I think a lot of people are also going and then going home to take care of some business and then coming back. Oh, yeah. So yep. it's an That's, in and out. It gets bigger on the weekends, as I understand. And that makes some sense, makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, and so people have to give whatever they can to this. If they're interested in the movement, they can only give so much of their time if they have a job. If you're homeless and you have no job, then you can occupy all the, all the time. Uh, but for the most part, it works if you've got enough people to where some people can come for a few hours and then other people can come for a few hours. And, you know, you don't have to stay there the entire time. I think time. there's something to be said for the people that are holding the, the vigil um, 24 hours a day, though. Oh, they're hardcore. I mean, you know, it's it's it, I think that it keeps the movement relative uh, re- um, relevant and ongoing. Oh, and absolutely. People, people know the there's a space for them to go to at that time, because if you say we're going to meet here every Friday and stay the night until uh, you know Monday or whatever, then you don't know when you go that people are going to be there. Well, right. I mean, if you've got a, a movement that's big enough to where you can have those people there 24 hours, and I, there are a couple of people in Keene that would like that for Keene, but it doesn't seem very likely at this point in time. There aren't enough people. Like, there were a couple nights where there were some tents that were put up in a public park in Keene, in downtown Keene, but the cops came on the second night and threatened them, and there were only two people there, and it's just they didn't have the numbers. They didn't have the numbers to sustain it. They'd have the numbers in Wall Street, and they have the numbers in these other places. And you're right, Mark. I mean, the, the Occupy movement would probably be not anywhere near as noticeable or effective if it was just a, a weekender kind of thing. Well, you know, if they really, I think if even if it was a couple people that just started out, if they were to commit to it and stay in one place for a while, then eventually people would uh, commend them for their dedication. And I think more people would probably jump on board. I think you're right. But the, the trick is you have to have a certain amount to start with. Because if you just start with two tents with two people, the cops are going to come. And yeah, your true. occupation is over. So uh, whether you leave voluntarily or you don't, you're going to leave the park at some point, either in handcuffs or not. And so that's the, you know, the trick is to, if you're doing these Occupy movements and you haven't started doing some sort of an overnight thing, the trick would be to find out from the participants, okay, how many people is enough people? How many people is enough for you to say, I will come out and camp? And that's really the ultimate question. I, you know, it seems like you have to have a couple of dozen to stave off the uh, the authorities. Well, it all depends on how many so-called authorities there are in your area. If you're in a small town like Keene, yeah, if you had two dozen, you'd probably be all set. Um, if you're in a larger place like New York City, you probably need 200. Yeah. Um, because if the cops can outnumber you, 
That's where the problems. I come bet in. there are some um, evenings that there are fewer than two hundred at the uh, at the Occupy Wall Street one. Maybe. Well, now it all depends. See, like Occupy Wall Street, uh, there are probably only so many people that are camping, but there are always people around to support them, right? So yeah. there's the core group that's camping out, and then there's the folks that you know maybe they've uh, they've been downtown for something and they had to go and you know they walk by and they stay for an hour. So there's different people with different levels of commitments. But you're right, it's the it's the hardcore campers. The ones that are there all the time that are really the ones that I think are making it happen. And they still can't have tents, am I right? Where? Uh, in, in New York. They can't have tents. I have not heard this. The last I heard about New York, unless there's been a development in the last few days I haven't heard about, it's certainly possible. Uh, feel free to let us know at 855-450-FREE. But last I heard was that they were going to take down everyone's tent. And the plan was, it was going to be, was it last Friday, I think it was? Where it was Thursday night, they told everybody, all right, you know, this is it. Friday morning, we're coming. We're going to kick you out of the park. Get ready for your tent to be torn down. Yep, and we're going to take your tents if you don't take them. Because we're cleaning out the park. And then at that point, they had said they were going to enforce the park's supposed rules, which say you can't put stuff down on the ground, etc. And so basically making it so we're going to clean everything out. And then if anybody tries to put a tent up at that point, you'll be threatened, slash arrested, slash ticketed, whatever. But they backed down at the last moment. They, uh, the, the company that owns the park, Zuccotti Park in New York City and Wall Street, decided that they, were go- they would rather negotiate uh, with the, the folks that are occupying. And, you know, it's get much more to- something that a company would do. Yeah, you know? it was a smart move on their part. A corporation is willing to negotiate. Right, the These people out there uh, uh, protesting corporations in a lot of cases, but the the They're cops corporate park. will do the <laughs> bidding of this uh, of the corporation or the city or whatever. Yeah. So that's the latest that I had heard. I mean, if something has changed, I would love to know about that. I hope they have tents because. I mean, that, I'm pretty sure they it's going to get cold soon. I really it's don't. cold now at nighttime uh, up here in, in New England. It's probably not that much warmer in New York City. 855-453 is the number. So last hour, let's get back to what we were talking about for our listeners that are just tuning in. Uh, I was out at the Occupy Keen event today in front of the bank. We were handing uh, People were handing out flyers. I had my anti-U.S. Uh, sign, my pro-secession sign. And uh, the flyers were about getting people to leave the bank, the Bank of America, close their accounts before November 5th, by November 5th, and then open an account at like a local credit union. And actually, it ended up being a very successful event, and I think we're going to do more of that because it's something people can do. It's an action that the average person can take. And a lot of people have Bank of America accounts. It's the number one bank. Should I not take advertising from Bank of America if they offer Take it their point? money, please. Please. I got no problem taking their money. Uh, but take your money out of the bank. That was the message. I think it's a. I think it's a good message. It's something someone can wrap their wrap their head around. It's something that they they can easily implement if that's something they want to do. And so at one point, a lady comes up, Tammy Stainfield, and she's got business cards, and she is running to be the forty fifth president. And her uh, tagline here on the card is "Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States." Well, look how effective passing out business cards is. National radio is talking about it. I'm looking up her website. It's probably a pretty big exposure for Tammy. Yeah. Tammy Stainfield. And you can go to her website, which is TammyStainfield.com. That's T-A-M-I, Stainfield.com. And that's where you are right now, Allie. And you've been kind of digging into her platform, which is a little on the sparse side. She claims to be an independent, which to her means she's not a Republican and she's not a Democrat. Well, the, her website, uh, I she has a couple different topics. One, Her big topic is the Constitution. So in a big part of her website, she's basically going over the Constitution and giving her interpretation. So at one okay. point, I read an interesting sentence, and I was wondering how it's going to be enforced. But Tammy, she talks, she refers to herself in the first name, 
will ban any technology or third. I mean, yes, it's like Bob Dole. Right, she wrote saying. the website. It could have been written. But by I mean, one like of her, her first name. Like usually, Obama. If something's written about Obama, they say Obama, not that Barack yeah. will. But um, Tammy will ban any technologies that control or manipulate a person's thoughts or body. Thank God. I mean, we need a candidate. Like mind control. <laughs> Death rays. We need a candidate that will. <laughs> well, now, hold on a second. I mean, we do know they do have those, uh, what is it, the, the sound ray thing, the ray gun the military has. You point that sucker at you and it, uh, like, fills your ears with just horrib- horrifying screams of terror or something uh, like that. Uh, okay, so um, she does, but but you said that a good portion of the um, of her planks are unfilled to be announced. So this yes. was one of the ones that she's willing to make a stand is on is mind-controlled devices uh, that the government should be against these or something, right? Basically, it, yeah. yeah, it's uh, about privacy and <laughs> she talks about... Uh, ban on tracking personal whereabouts and that sounds good yeah. yeah well in fact the government will track your whereabouts if they can they so. have that i mean that your cell phone is a tracking device remember the the story about the uh the, the kid the fbi put the tracking device on his car he found he found, it, it. found it and the fbi came and wanted their tracking yeah. device back bastards <laughs> by the way it's not a tiny little thing like spider-man tosses on the bottom no, like of you vehicle. see in the movies yeah, yeah. it's a giant thing it, it looks like a big battery pack is basically the way it looked to me. Like it's got four D cell batteries or something. Like put a, imagine putting a mag light underneath somebody's yeah, bumper. That's what, about what, what yeah. it was like. Hmm. So what other issues are there? Have you seen any of those? Uh, she talks about gay rights and how. Oh, she... I want to hear what she thinks about gay rights. We'll come back with that. Eight five five. She's an independent, so you can't predict what she's going to say. At this point, I wouldn't even no, try. Eight five five four fifty. Free one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. More coming up here, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam you can click and watch. And you can also interact because the chat room is built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do those things. It's free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decide to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. You need to know how to motion the court, how to how to get evidence, how to um, you know communicate with the judge. If not, it. <laughs> You're going to get left in the dust. Um, this is an, it's important. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts all across America. 
costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in, in the weekend. They've got all kinds of free stuff there for you at their website at jurisdictionary.com. Encourage you to go there, take a look, buy the course. I have, and I think it's awesome. It's jurisdictionary.com. Remember when you check out to use the pull-down menu, mention Free Talk Live, jurisdictionary.com. So we're talking about one of my encounters uh, today with uh, presidential candidate Tammy Stainfield. Never heard of her? Well, that figures because she's not yet on the ballot. Uh, she's trying, though, as an independent. Of course, that means you've got to try really hard. I mean, really hard. It is not an easy thing to get on one state ballot, let alone all 50 of them, or even enough of them, like 30-something, 35-something, to actually possibly potentially get enough votes to win the election. Having been involved with the Libertarian Party for a number of years, I had experience with doing some of this pledge driving and or I guess not really pledging, it's petitioning, petition drives, trying to get signatures, to get candidates, to get on a ballot or to get some sort of ballot measure approved or, or whatever. It is a grueling, brutal process, and it costs money. Seriously. You, you can't find the volunteers to get this done. So the candidates that are really serious about going through this, uh, this process of having ballots signed or petitions signed for, to get them on the ballot – they pretty much have to pay professionals. Yeah, and I think professionals charge what a, a buck a like signature. A buck a signature, yeah. yeah, something like that. So, you know, if it's uh, the requirement in your state that you've got to get five hundred thousand signatures, and I don't know what the requirements are, but they're thousands upon thousands upon thousands in most places. And they check them. Yeah, they do. You're right. You've the got pure, to get more than if you're smart. Your tax dollars are going to check whether or not people who are running for an office have enough validated signatures. Right. I mean, it must to try be to incredibly read chicken scratch, right? Yeah. Because I mean, you've seen how people write. Yeah, I don't know how they even determine that. It's, they just throw out half of them. You, right. You you end up you pretty much need to get at least twenty percent more than what the requirement is, so they can't disqualify you because that is. <laughs> You know, if, you, if it's supposed to be 400000 and you don't bring them 500000 you're probably going to get disqualified. Because it matters how many people are on the ballot. I mean, because that matters. Because that's what our tax, tax dollars should be going for. We should have an army of bureaucrats going through and checking, about, uh, checking and seeing whether or not uh, you know, real voters have uh, signed these petitions or not. Well, some people are going to get on the ballot in New Hampshire. I mean, I, I don't, it must not be that hard here. No, because get, I don't. They they usually do every election. Yeah, the election I, I see all kinds of names I don't know. Right. So and of course you never see them again because they can't get on the ballots in other places because it's much more difficult in those other places to get on there. I don't even and, know what the value, frankly, of getting on the ballot is. I mean, if you're going to run for well, office, as people a, vote for you. I don't. I mean, if, <laughs> look. Do you think Tammy Stainfield stands in the same area as uh, Mitt Romney? Well, of course, I'm not no, saying many she's people. She's more principled than Mitt Romney. Probably, probably true. true. Uh, <laughs> I like her better than Mitt Romney already. <laughs> Me too. I've only heard but, two of her positions. So, but Tammy, if she's probably going to get all the mileage she intends to get out of this presidential run by going out, shaking hands, handing out cards, and saying, sure. "I'm running for president." Getting on the ballot is of no use to her. It's important. It's an important goal. In the why is it important? Well, because I mean, these people must be serious to some extent, right? You don't go out and have business cards made up unless she, unless it's like some sort of a joke campaign, and she seemed to be pretty serious to me. Now, let's get back into her positions. Uh, so what was it that you had said right before we went to break? Uh, uh, before, she said that she is going to ban the use of technologies. I'm trying to find it. Uh, any kind of mind uh, control devices. Yeah, like mind control, right. anything that can affect the human body, right? That was Good the idea. Stuff, yeah. it, was, it was supposed to be pro, uh, pro-privacy. And now she's talking about 
gay rights. And oh, yes, yes, that's right. She so, actually threw me through a loop because the way she writes, it makes you think she's going one way, but then she shows you how principled she is. She says, um, homosexuality was defined as a religious sin. Therefore, we can look to the Constitution to determine a precedent. Amem- Amendment 1 stated, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion. Uh, so she says, Tammy supposes that Americans now recognize opposition to gay rights has been religious in nature, thus unconstitutional. And she says that she does not support gay rights legislation. She supports an approach that protects the right of an individual who may be heterosexual or homosexual. Can't say I disagree with this no, lady. I certainly don't. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, she's no. she's pretty principled. I haven't really seen anything I disagree with her about. I don't know if she's principled. Uh, but she's certainly, you know, better than principled, Mitt Romney. More principled than the average person. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm fine with her going out and meeting folks and talking to folks about the principled stuff if she can make a point. And you said that she didn't do a very good job. Well, with right you. for a lady that's a constitutional person. I mean, she says uh, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. That's her tagline for her presidential campaign. She Don't didn't you- even understand me when I asked her about secession. I mean, maybe I had marbles in my mouth at the time, but uh, she, you know, she didn't take the time to say, or she didn't have the integrity, the personal integrity to say. I'm sorry, what? You know, if you didn't understand me, please let me know you didn't understand me. It's it's the you know hallmark of a good listener is somebody who can not only makes eye contact with you, but also will be able to say back what you just said to them. So someone who can repeat back in their own words what you have said to them is a is the indicator of a good listener. And if you haven't heard somebody well enough to repeat what they said to you, then you owe it to that person if you actually want to be perceived of as a caring, good listener to say, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying full attention. Can you run that by me one more time? Or... I don't know what secession means. What What is that? Right. That is important. I, I feel like a lot of people, that if you try to argue with them, I think arguing does not necessarily mean there's anger or anything like that, but just having an argument, intellectual argument, you need to be able to be honest and, you know, it, it shouldn't be like where you feel like you're having to defend yourself. You're just defending the logical argument you're making. You know, I've kind of gotten away from the terminology of argument entirely because I feel like it is you know, just another word for debate, essentially. And in school, what they taught you about debate was that uh, pretty much you know, the way you do a debate is you wait for your chance to speak. And then you speak out whatever points you want to make about your side, and then the other person speaks out what points they want to make about their side. And you not a particularly good way to uh, do to convince the other party yeah. of what you want to do, but it may be a a good way to entertain people and um, you know elucidate folks that are sitting on the sideline. Correct. Viewers I still can think be that um, you are the most effective if you can communicate in a loving and a respectful way with the person to whom you're speaking and speak to their issues, and then the people on the sidelines get to, you know, they still get the same benefit, in my opinion. I I agree with that. But to to term it communication, to term it persuasion, perhaps, uh, I think that words are important. And if you're coming at something by saying, I'm going to debate with you, well, you might as well just have this vision of digging a trench and lobbing bombs at one another, because that's essentially what a debate is. It's a verbal fight. People become entrenched in their Exactly. So you want to approach things from a persuasive perspective, persuasive perspective, and that means you have to be patient, you have to take time, you have to ask questions, and eventually someone's going to ask a question of you, and that's where you've got an opportunity. Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state, and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Bork 
Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Uh, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote this program. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and you get a list of things you can do. And you can print out flyers. You can put a bumper sticker on your car, which is free, by the way, and other things as well, printing out business cards, etc. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Web graphics and more all free over at promote.freetalklive.com. Every so often, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, amidst a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is emerging to change the way the monetary system works around the world. It's called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a private, free market monetary system. It's a currency, a new form of money, and it's not the liability of any bank, nor issued by any government, nor tracked by any corporation. We encourage you to learn more about it, for there is much to learn. A good starting place is weusecoins.com. Again, it's weusecoins.com. All right, so you can take control here at 855-453-FREE. And we're going to go right to your calls. Uh, Daryl is on the line in Texas. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Uh, you guys were talking about a minor party or independent presidential candidate getting on the ballot and how many signatures they need. Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, right now, to get on all 51 ballots, a minor party or independent needs roughly 700,000 valid signatures. Wow. 700,000 across the whole country. That's actually lower than I thought it was going to be. Well, uh, Florida, if you run as a minor party as part of a national party mm-hmm. or what they recognize as a national party, you don't have to collect signatures. You but just have to pay in cash? Independent in Florida then you have to collect some outrageous amount. Hold on. So let me see if I'm clear on this. You're saying that in Florida – let me see if I'm clear. You're saying in Florida that uh, if you are running as like the Socialist Workers Party candidate, that you don't have to collect signatures. But if you're just an independent, which is not actually a party, there is no – independent means you have no party affiliation. uh, That uh, In that case, you have to collect ballot signatures? I see. So then, of course, the ultimate question is, well, what does it take to become a registered party? And that alone is going to be you know, a bureaucratic process that probably inv- involves money. Uh, but do they have to well, file some sort of a year, multi-thousand dollar fee to get on? Uh, be- before this year, Florida actually had very easy party recognition. Uh, before this year, if your party was on the ballot in at least one other state, they considered you a national party. Hmm, okay. They have since changed that and said that you have to be recognized by the Federal Elections Commission oh boy. to be a national party. You know, this that is one of those awful. issues there's where... No, there's where... not necessarily any money involved in getting recognized. You just have to have previously run a presidential candidate and run congressional candidates. And that, of course, does require money. But there's not actually a filing fee to 
say, we want to be a party, here's $1,000. This is one of the things that you can generally find the public on your side on. You'll say that it's uh, you know it's incredibly difficult for third parties to get on the ballot. The public wants uh, the options of third parties and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, nobody cares. They care enough to say, yeah, that's, that's in- unjust, but they don't care enough to do anything about it. And I think that that's one of the reasons that uh, many uh, folks that have moved for the Free State Project and many liberty lovers here in New Hampshire who probably haven't moved have decided that they're going to work within the party apparatus and uh, the Republicans and Democrats. The Republicans and, and, and Democrats. New Hampshire has very bad ballot access laws as well. Indeed, but um, you know, for I, everybody that's not a Republican or Democrat, correct. Sure, and and that that much is true. But I, I tend to believe that about forty percent of the population will vote for you if you put an have an R or a D behind your name in a general. A lot of people just go along with whatever you know. If they're Republican, I'm going to vote for them because I'm a Republican. Yeah, Daddy said this was the right thing to do. Mom or Dad, yeah. <laughs> and would you guys like to take a guess how many signatures the major party candidates need to get on all the primary ballots? Zero. Zero. No, they they actually do require signatures in some states okay okay just throw a cocktail party have everyone sign when they come in how many was it i'm sorry Twenty-seven thousand across all 50 states yeah and it's only uh just a handful of states that actually require signatures yeah pennsylvania requires like two thousand and that's yeah. very I mean, that's really the, the party hardcores you can get the party hardcores to to sign on yeah. in those cases and and new york uh, I forget if it's the Republicans or Democrats. One says, if you're mentioned in the news, we'll put you on the ballot. Huh. And the other party says, no, nah, you got to get 5000 But again, it's very easy to get. Thanks, Daryl, for clearing that up. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Anything else you want to share? Uh, ju- just uh, want to plug my book real quick that I wrote on ballot access. Oh, okay. Duopoly, How the Republicrats Control the Electoral Process. Duopoly, you say? Excellent, sir. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Now, he's right. Uh, in New Hampshire, and of course, we're always talking about um, getting people to move to New Hampshire who love liberty, who want to achieve liberty in their lifetime, as uh, the three of us have done, actually. Ali, you're the newest, uh, one of the newest movers up here uh, to New Hampshire, and Mark and I have been here for about five years at this point. There are some things that are very difficult about ballot access. If you are in the third parties, it is not an easy thing to do. However, on the other hand... Uh, if you're talking about like a municipal election where there are no parties, it's two bucks, two dollars to get you on the ballot. Yeah. So you know, it just all depends on how you're looking at things, right? I'm going to run for you know an office here when it uh, you know the next opportunity comes up. That's are you? In, in my area? It's not it's not anything that's going to require very much time for me. It's a, so it's like a, a select person or something. No, like that? no, that would take a lot of time. What is select people uh, put in a lot of time? So okay. actually, select men is how they refer to uh, women who uh, are select men here up here. I don't know why, I see. but um, you know, I, this is just a state party position in the Republican. This is like party. a big moment. He's announcing. Yeah, he's kind of he's gonna toyed run. with it over the years, but yeah, this is like the first time I think this you is have an said easy one. Sure. Essentially, you go someplace and uh, for a day and vote on uh, party platform stuff. Oh, I see. So it'll be like an internal. But it, wait, it's actually an election that's held. It's in. It's um uh, on the ballot. I believe that's only so the Republicans do it on the ballot in the state. Now that's weird. Now that doesn't make any sense. Well, I thought Republicans were for small government. Like they could save people money by not having it done publicly, right? They could just Somebody's, do it privately within their own party. It's already um, the ballot's already going out. What difference does it make if you put somebody's name on it? You're still asking people to count votes for your party. They're already election. counting votes. 
Yeah, Republicans ran New Hampshire for so long that um, that I think that they, you know, that, that things worked differently than they do in the Democratic Party. Well, the Libertarian Party has always been that, that way, where the the internals, uh, I guess they have like a convention where people go to and they select their presidential candidate mm-hmm. that way, for instance. So that, that that way, you know, they're in no way a burden whatsoever on the system to choose their candidate, which I think makes sense. Not that I support the Libertarian Party anymore. I quit the LP publicly a few years ago, and I haven't been interested in joining again. They're a burden in the sense that uh, the government has set up these uh, hurdles for them to overcome. So I have to pay for the bureaucrats that will count their uh, signatures. Um, you know, so that that's a burden. But I don't think it's the Libertarian Party's fault. I think it's the government's fault. So back to our presidential candidate that I met on the street today as I was out at an Occupy event. Uh, Tammy Stainfield came by. She's running for president and she's got a website, TammyStainfield.com. And uh, Allie, you've been kind of uh, poring over her site. It's a little sparse on information as far as what her beliefs are, but there are a few issues that she does cover. One, uh, she doesn't think mind control should happen, so that's good. Uh, nobody, I mean, nobody that should be in favor of mind control, right? Uh, gay rights. She supports the idea that the state shouldn't be involved in, in – it sounded like almost that the state shouldn't be involved in marriage, but she didn't come right out and quite say that. But at the same time, she didn't say – It's unconstitutional to have any laws that uh, you know that prohibit, prohibit it. Prohibit. Yeah. And then uh, is there anything else that you want to share from that website? Um, she brings up an issue, but I'm not quite sure how she would, how she would approach. But she talks about how – Tammy has a growing concern that American society has collectively decided to encroach on a person's right to have impartial jury. She talks about how the media influences people and how people are going to be partial and juries no matter what. I'd agree so with that, yeah. That's interesting. I don't know what you would do about that, yeah. though. I guess lock people in a room and prevent them from seeing anything, right, if they're on a jury? one 450 free which, of course, will make jury duty all the less attractive to people, and then you only get the most arch-status people on juries. More coming up here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at fff at fff.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's fff at fff.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. Allie. And Mark. And once again, go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there, and uh, interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, our chat room, our bulletin board system, which has just been sort of rebooted and severely uh, modified, and uh, you know, it is hopefully going to be a better experience for you. It hadn't been a very good experience for some people recently due to the... Mark, what are you looking at? I am checking out, uh, you know, something on the internet. Why do you ask? Uh-huh. I can see what you're looking at in the the reflective uh, window behind you there. You <laughs> naughty sent boy! Me a link. What they sent you sent a, link. Me a link? He's looking. You're looking at porn, aren't you? I saw some you pictures. That's his constitutional right. You are Ian. supposed to be paying it. No, it's not. He has no <laughs> constitutional right during this show when he's supposed to be paying attention. Apparently, um, you know, having the BBS up here um, would is, is not good enough for you. You you know, you have to look at things in the in the mirror. 
just I couldn't help but notice the naked woman that you were looking at. Mark, you should sit in my seat. There's no like reflective anything. Ian has no idea what I'm at. I've got to keep an eye on him, Allie, to understand. <laughs> the link said, look at what she's wearing, and she wasn't. One eight five five. I see. Sure, sure it did. One eight five five four fifty free. That's the uh, the number you can get involved over in the BBS BBS It has been redesigned, etc. And there's other ways uh, to interact with our listeners over at freetalklive.com. You can actually create the site content. You can uh, find something that you think is interesting. Maybe Tammy Stainfield's website. Uh, post it as a link on the on our site, and then others can vote up or down whether they like or dislike it. We're talking about Tammy. She uh, encountered me on the street today, and uh, we had a brief conversation where I wasn't really impressed uh, with with what she had to say. But you know, I figured dig in a little deeper, see what she says on her website about herself, uh, about her belief. She's running for president. And she's running as an independent, uh, which uh, means she's not a Republican or Democrat, as she explained it today. And she didn't sound really sound like she stood. She really understood uh, the question that I had asked her. But we have been digging into her site, TammyStainfield.com. And we're, we left off with something, right, Ellie? Yeah, she talks about how the media controls how she doesn't like. And this is just I think her website's just a way for her to vent about how she doesn't like the way things are happening in society around her. That's but, kind of what anybody who's running right. for president, that's one of these uh, you know, bottom-tier candidates, uh, mm-hmm. that's really what it's about is you know, the opportunity to vent. She doesn't like how the media will try to influence, you know, they'll report on a trial and then they'll show an immediate bias and try to get people on their side, like the Casey Anthony trial, trying to prove, I would agree with her. Right. But I just don't know. I guess this is just a way for her to... To sort of bring, I mean, I haven't read anything that I disagree with so far. But like but, you said, what to do about that? I mean, if that's your issue with a political campaign, usually as a politician, it's your intention to change something. And right. so how would she propose? She doesn't propose anything, she I doesn't, presume. No. So she's just simply saying, well, this is a problem having the media basically take a side on whether or not someone's guilty. And I agree with her completely. I mean, the, the media can, can waste you. I mean, if you've been accused of something and haven't been found guilty, you might as well have been found guilty, especially if it's something like touching a little kid or something like that. Well, Casey Anthony was found innocent, surprisingly. Yes, she was. So and, but, I don't... but then again, just because she was found innocent doesn't mean people change their She was pretty, too. And this just goes to, to, to some extent to sort of speak to it, is that that's the reason the media covered her so much was, you know, she was an unattractive woman. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything else you want to share? Or do we pretty much cover that? So? We very much covered, Tammy. All right. So good luck, Tammy, and everybody else that's trying desperately to uh, to win the presidential candidacy in their areas and will end up not going any further. With your gesticulating, you just knock crap off the, the, the studio. At least thing. I'm not looking at porn during the show. one 450 free That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Boy, you must be so glad I'm back, Mark. Now you can go look at your porn, play your video games. It's amazing. You can even do talk radio shows I, at the look, same time. Uh, you're disturbing my solitary game. Do you want to go on with the TSA um, <laughs> bothering people driving down the road and Tennessee? Not really. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, I do want to get to that coming up here in uh, in just a little bit. 855-450-FREE. It sounds pretty outrageous, and it's not the only story about checkpoints uh, that's uh, that's out there worth worth sharing with you. So we're going to get to a couple of those on the way here. 855-450-FREE. And, uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered all of the Occupy news, at least that I'm aware of. Hopefully we're going to hear from the guys over at LibertyOnTour.com and uh, CopBlock.org because they are on their way down to New York City uh, as we speak. And 
you know whenever Pete and Adamo, if you've been listening to the show for a little while, whenever Pete and Adamo show up at uh, at an event, it's always worthwhile. It's always worth taking the time to watch whatever happens because they always have video cameras with them. Something, and good questions. Yeah, and, and good questions to ask people. And something is going to occur. Maybe it's going to be amusing. Maybe it's going to be outrageous because they've been arrested uh, before a number of times. They're not afraid of standing up for their liberties and for other people's freedom. And uh, And I happen to know that Uncle Sam will be making an appearance at Occupy Wall Street. That's a costume that a demo has. Yes. Now, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you that, but I've already done it. So, <laughs> Too late. So if you're, in, if you're in New York City this weekend, be on the lookout for Uncle Sam. I think that the Uncle Sam video, whatever it ends up being, could be one of those viral videos. I mean, Uncle Sam it should be. at Wall Street. For those who haven't seen it, go to YouTube, type in Uncle Sam. I thought Liberty it was in Las Vegas. He's done a bunch. Okay. So pretty much the major cities that they go to, they bring out this Uncle Sam costume. A demo gets up, you know, all gussied up as Uncle Sam's kind of this shiny blue, you know, red, white, and blue costume. And he basically goes around and harasses people. And demands money. Yeah, demands their obedience and demands their you know tax Taxes. money and just gets in their face and is, is very rude and funny. You know, it's a, it's a very lighthearted kind right. of rude. Obviously, he's joking and people get that he's joking. And it's a very, I think, it is a well-received form of, it's not really outreach because he's not exactly... You know, giving them a specific message. It's more of like a make the state look ludicrous, uh, laugh at the state, street theater kind of thing, which I think that kind of activism is very valuable, especially when you can make a video out of it, put it online, and have other people go and watch it. So go check out the Uncle Sam videos when you get a chance. What else should they search for, though? Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam Liberty on Tour was Liberty very tour. successful in getting um, you know, several uh, you know, results here, and they look great. Yeah, so uh, you know, hit the subscribe button on Liberty on Tour and Cop Block uh, on YouTube and be on the lookout. I'll probably post it over at freekeen.com, but I'm I'm pretty excited about that, and hopefully I haven't jinxed it now talking There's so much about it. There's a really great one where Uncle Sam dances to this uh, this song. Um, it's called My Country, My Ass, where uh, this this guy – and it's a great song. It's a really great song. This guy vents about uh, you know his how he feels the co- country has been co-opted and things like that, mm-hmm. and it's uh, – it, you know, I, I enjoy it. Good stuff. So, Mark, you wanted to talk about the TSA. They are apparently stopping people in the street now. It's come to that. Well, um, motorists. TSA decides terrorists must be driving partners with the Tennessee law enforcement in order to randomly search vehicles from techdirt.com. It says uh, apparently – uh, it's this pet of bread here sends the uh, distressing but completely unsurprising news. The TSA, with the cooperation of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security, is now trolling for terrorists on the open highway. The Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security on Tuesday partnered with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Transportation Security Administration. Jeez. <sighs> Wow. And several other federal and state agencies for a safety enforcement and awareness operation. Or a... They just love the being proposed, Sewa. don't they? In, on Tennessee's interstates and two of uh, metropolitan area bus stations. Now, bus stations, okay. nothing new. They've been The TSA has been going after bus stations, train, train stations, stations, and now right on open highways. Now, which highway uh, was it? It says um, in, on interstates. Inter- so multiple locations, then. Yes. This isn't just a one-off, one-time occurrence? Yeah, this is uh, no ordinary um, random search for vehicles. It had its own acronism, ac- an acro- excuse me. Acronym. acronym? Yes. The agencies conducted a vis- visible intermodal prevention and Viper. response. They could just start making bridges into like those big scanners and it just radiates you as you go through. There you go. Don't give Perfect. them ideas. They already have the infrastructure. 
I don't know what they're going to look for. I mean, cars are made of metal still. <laughs> It'd be tough. Well, have, they do have the scanners where they can drive by someone's house and uh, like hit it with infrared. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they could. They do have that. So this is happening. They're stopping cars yep. wholesale operation, on the street. Yeah, it was at scale complexes where trucks and large vehicles are weighed. The uh, Viper operation was also conducted at two regional bus terminals in Nashville and Knoxville. An awesomely G.I. Joe-ish as Viper sounds, one would uh, think that the random searches of vehicles might uh, run afoul of the Fourth Amendment. The word from above is, don't worry about it. You're probably just thinking too much. Highway yeah. Patrol Colonel Tracy Trott offers some much-needed perspective. They, they shouldn't worry about it because the courts are going to likely back them up. And even if they don't back them up, even if the courts miraculously do say, hey, this was wrong, it won't be until years from now when a court will make a decision on that. If this makes it to the Supreme Court, if someone sure. challenges the search, if, if they it do, makes it to the Supreme Court. Nobody's going to get in trouble for violating anyone's constitutional rights. Nope. They don't do that. Nope. It just doesn't happen. Um, even if the if if there's a settlement, it doesn't come out of the paychecks of these people who did it. And if they make arrests for people who are perhaps transporting marijuana or had a joint in the ashtray, of course they will. Then they're not going to overturn that. Like if the Supreme Court comes up later and says this was wrong, then all of a sudden they're not going to cut people loose from jail. One eight hundred, excuse me, one eight five five four fifty three eight five five. That's toll free. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I want to talk more about this. There's definitely more. Yes. We'll, oh uh, yes. We'll dig into this. TSA stopping people on the street now. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. You may dial in toll-free as we launch here into the third hour of this program. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Allie. And Mark. And the number again, one 450 free That's 855-450-3733. We've been talking about everything from the Occupy movement uh, to independent, obscure presidential candidates. I met one of them this afternoon. We kind of dug into her website. And then at the very end of the last hour, Mark, you began telling us a story out of Tennessee. And that's let's go ahead and pick that back up, recap uh, briefly for our listeners just tuning in. What is happening on the roads there? Basically, the TSA is stopping people randomly on interstates um, and checking through their cars, essentially. Oh, boy. And, um, you know, basically, if you have any questions about this being constitutional, the shove them. The answer the answer from the cops is don't worry about it. You're wrong. What if I don't consent to searches? Good question. Colonel Tracy Trott says random inspections inspections. This isn't a search. This is inspection um, aren't (laughs) any more thorough than normal, according to normal, whatever that is. The usual DUI checkpoint, presumably. I I don't know. To uh, Tennessee Highway Patrol, Kearney, uh, she says that paying attention to details can make a difference. Trott pointed out that it was an Oklahoma state trooper who stopped Timothy McVeigh for not having a license plate after the Oklahoma City bombed. Yes. uh, Bombing in early 1990s. You didn't make enough of a difference in that case. Yeah, could have stopped him beforehand. Mark, someone could have a bomb in their car, and you could be driving next to that person. that could go off, and then you're dead. There you go. It could happen. So everyone with cars must be stopped and uh, and searched. Well, 
randomly is what they're saying, right? These are random searches. So it's not like they're going to pull over all the dark folks that are driving instead of uh, – no, they would never target – one group I don't of think it matters. I mean, I don't think if it matters if they are pulling people randomly or not. You know, I mean, I think that they probably will. I mean, the human mind isn't it isn't capable of actually randomizing. It has to pick for whatever reason. It's it's going to pick people out, whether they're somebody who's looking over the cop like they're insane for doing this or whether it's somebody who's driving a beat up car, somebody who happens to be somebody an thinks a drug consumer. dealer or whatever. Yeah, right. absolutely. whatever it's, the reason is. This is their excuse to harass people they don't like. Do, the, do these searches include like a free massage like at the airport? No, no, I'm afraid not. Maybe it'll get to that point, though. Yeah, the question is, uh, first, if these inspections aren't any more thorough than normal, then why the extra personnel and the added uh, additional super cool acronym? Viper. Yeah. An anecdotal um, an, an anecdote about catching someone after they've already performed an act of terrorism is hardly co- comforting, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's so- this from? Tech Dirt? Yeah, this is from techdirt.com. Still not convinced that there's a whole lot of nothing to see here contained within the new operation. Uh, More empty statements are available to uh, wave away your concerns. Larry Goodwin, deputy commissioner of the TDSHS, said the (laughs) checks at the way stations were about showing people of Tennessee the government is serious about transportation safety and to make the state as ready in case uh, something were to happen. So they're they're having these at way stations. And they're basically, what, waving people in there? Is that essentially what the the plan is, that they're standing out alongside of the road and pointing at people? You, over here. Because uh, that's, that's, as I understand it, Mark is, is dying actually here. Yeah, uh, swallowed something the wrong way. But, uh, yeah, they're grabbing people along, uh, cars along the side of the road. What happens if you don't notice? Like, what, what happens if uh, you, oh, thanks for waving at me, and you just wave back and just what, just drive on by? This sort of happened to me once. Um, I probably went the first time I really had rented a big rider truck, or one of the first times. Mm-hmm. It was with a friend. We were working for a company and, uh, you know, selling uh, equipment all around, <coughs> pardon me, the nation. And we were driving down the interstate. I've I've actually got something to drink. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, my problem is that something has gone down my throat. That's no fun. Not drinking. So that's not going to be particularly helpful. But we were driving past a way station and the truck was supposed to stop because, the, excuse me, the way station was open. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have, you know, we were just used to driving. Cars don't do that. Yeah. I'm used to driving a car. So, you know. Just don't, you barely, don't even notice it, right? I mean, you're yeah. not even thinking about it. The transportation cop hopped in his little car and came after us and wow. pulled us over and wanted to see what was in the truck. So you got a search as a result of yes, that. Yes, but they probably would have searched us anyway. Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. Who knows? Yeah. Sometimes they just weigh you at the way station. But in this case, they are actually inspecting right so they are opening trunks presumably is there any kind of we don't know for sure is there any definition here uh detail as to exactly what is entailed in this stop they say it's not particularly um, um you know crazy i mean it's not a very really what does that mean who's one. they that is saying that the cops right so i'm not going to take their word for it nothing's really changing it's all going to be normal what exactly what you're used to just be a little different you know you might have to get out of your car you might have to just let us take a peek in the back the quick no pat down. Yeah, it's exactly. our friendly dog. He, he's nice. He won't bite. Un- well, as that's, long as you're within the law. Yeah, that's exactly what how they approach things is they try to play it down. Oh, this, we've been doing this for years. It's just, you know, right now we're here a little more often. If you've got nothing to hide, nothing to worry about. Yeah, mm, of course. It says here agents are recruiting truck drivers like uh, Rudy Gonzalez into the oh, no. First Observer Highway Security Program or FOSHP. <laughs> to oh, say really? something if they see something. 
not only truck drivers, but cars. Everybody should be aware of what's going on on the road, says Gonzalez. It's all meant to urge every driver to call authorities if they see something suspicious. Hey, I just saw some guy with a gun on his hip and funny blue lights on top of his car, and he's just bothering people all over the place. Yeah, I hope the professional drivers of America don't uh, fall for this nonsense. I mean, what, the cops... Are your buddies now the cops who've right. been pulling you over for the last <laughs> Nobody forever? Nobody gets it worse than um, the truck drivers when it comes to law enforcement. I mean, they just hassle these guys from dawn That's till right. dusk. And it's over the bunch of the, just the nonsense. I mean, one running lights out, whoop, whoop, you get pulled over. Just all kinds of minutia. We, we couldn't even, yeah, we, we couldn't even go into the minutia. If some truck driver wants to wants to call in and tell us some of the most ridiculous minutia We're that, on that XM. they go after, <laughs> feel free. Um, you know, and and it's they you call know, the, the people talk about our heroes in blue and talk about the cops and when they get shot they get a um they, they get a parade and when they die and that kind of thing. The fact is, truck drivers die for far more often oh, in, the, yeah. in the line of duty than cops do. And uh, the truck drivers are doing something. The truck drivers are, for the most part, uh, police don't do much that's very valuable. Now and then they'll actually go after a real criminal. Uh, But for the most part, they're handing out tickets to people. They're glorified fundraisers, whereas truckers are actually providing a real service to the rest of us by getting products from point A to point B. That's true, but their trucks do wear down the roads, the socialist roads, so that it makes... It harder for people that just drive ordinary cars trying to get from point A to point B. Yeah, but blame the roads on that one. I mean, right? Blame the, I blame, blame the roads, the government but... roads because they don't take care of their roads appropriately, and right. there's not any real road industry to you, you know, that you can speak of where there's and competition and innovation. If you want to, you can also blame the, um, you know, the, the the government for being involved in the the automotive industry entirely in the building of roads. I mean, because the fact is that at one point stuff was transported by trains, but the government decided to put its money behind automakers and. That well, who knows if roads are the most efficient way to get around now if it hadn't been the fact that they've been subsidized since the government started building the roads in fact train tracks are you know more efficient as far as gas mileage goes it's true they don't have to stop as often right and also there's less friction i want teleportation i'm just waiting (laughs) well i mean at some point or another i don't know i'm pretty jazzed about teleportation i'm excited haven't they teleported successfully like a neutrino or an atom or something like that they haven't they successfully it's not a very far distance but they've actually done it I, I, I don't know say. about this, but that's awesome if they have. I, I believe that that has occurred. Whether it's been duplicated or not, I'm not sure, uh, but uh, they're on the cusp. They're on the very beginning, uh, the leading edge of this. So Think of the possibilities. It's pr- pretty radical. I don't know if I want to be the first test subjects, but uh, somebody will. Somebody will step up. And, yes, I will be the first human to attempt to be teleported. We're going to have TSA at the teleportation devices. Oh, please. We have to have them gone before that even happens, right? I mean, in reality, to have that level of uh, tra- travel and ability to get from one point to another, you, we'd have to move past government to I get would to seriously, that level. I would seriously doubt that there would be government at that, at that it'd point. Have to, it'd have to be that way because anyone could move anywhere around the planet in an instant. And all of their uh, their borders and their guards and all of their apparatus... Uh, apparati would be completely useless at that point yeah i know the this people who are outspoken about being for the tsa and these kind of securities quote unquote make it sound like that's a lot of people but i think majority of people roll their eyes brave people don't comply a lot of people have stopped flying because they don't want to deal with it but and what would, what did we say in the past on the show that eventually you're going to see the TSA on the streets? And now it's happening in Tennessee. You guys and you can't stop it. driving. 
You can stop flying, but most people can't stop driving. More coming up here. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. The first secret to success is recognizing opportunity. The second is to act on it. But how do you gain the skills to know how and when? AllSuccessClub.com. Meet successful individuals online and in exotic locations around the world. Find out from the rich and famous how they went from rags to riches and learn how to achieve financial independence for yourself. Your path to success begins now at AllSuccessClub.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Do head on over and enjoy the features there. We've got news updates, so we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can find out via email, Twitter, or Facebook, whichever way works best for you. Go and get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. You know the hurricane season's coming Ice storms, uh, you know, all kinds of different catastrophic events can cause uh, a power outage at your house. You can tell it's been a while since Mark's been in Florida. It is hurricane season. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's at the tail end of it, yeah. right? Um, anyway, people need to be thinking about what's going to happen if the power goes out. Bad stuff can happen. It's not good news. Um, there's all different kinds of generators out there, and they each have their advantages and disadvantages. But there's a new one on the marketplace, and that's the SG-1 solar power generating system. This one is made to provide you with real power during an emergency and all the rest of the time, too. You can set up, say, your pump, your well pump, your uh, you know, your refrigerator, your freezer, all the things that you might really need in an emergency on the SG-1 system, and it will be generating power for you all the time. You'll just take those items off the grid. This is something your average generator just can't do for you. It's the uh, solar, excuse me, Sound Wisdom's SG-1, and you can see it at freetalklivesolar.com. They have experts standing by to answer all your questions at any time you want to call. I believe it's 10 to 10 is uh, the time that they'll take your your calls there at freetalklivesolar.com. You can get the number. They know that you're going to have some questions about solar power. This system can actually be expanded to, uh, to run your whole house if you wanted to. Neat. The toll-free number here is 855-453. We're going to take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Also, fill you in on if there's any more detail here, Mark, uh, this case in Tennessee where it's come out that the TSA, they're doing this, right? This is started. This is going on. And, uh, and they're stopping cars on the interstate. They're pointing out cars. They're waving them over, and they're so-called inspecting them. That's They're searching cars. I mean, and the it's under the... Uh, I guess, auspices of searching for terrorism, right? Yeah. Not only that, but they're sort of normalizing this police state activity. I think that the average person would be very surprised to have been caught up in this, but they probably would have gone along with it just because when authorities say to do something, they do it. And I doubt they would um, have thought what, say, Ali um, says here. I just don't consent to searches. I would be very interested if what would happen? There, would be, there was some video of a person who decided to do that because I well, don't think they've got the right to search your car. I think you're probably right about that, Mark. In fact, if you go over to the 
Oh gosh, uh, Terry's uh, website, uh, the USA Checkpoint USA Checkpoint is it Checkpoints? No, it's just Checkpoint CheckpointUSA.org, I believe. Okay, uh, Google it, you'll find it. But uh, remember when Terry came from that site yes. to visit us, and uh, he's got all kinds of neat stuff up there of people who have gone through these internal checkpoints where it's maybe a hundred miles north, uh, within a hundred miles north of the southern border, for instance, also the northern border. There they exist up there as well, uh, where they are stopping all cars. And asking people to uh, – asking them to determine whether or not they're citizens. Are you a U.S. citizen? Or, or they'll ask, what is your citizenship or something like that. And uh, then they will also invite people over to secondary. And secondary is where they pull you actually off of the road over a side and they will actually go through So the rubber car. gloves come on. Yeah, and they bring the dog out and everything. And there have been videos of people successfully refusing to go to secondary. So – these videos that you're asking for do exist. And there, uh, for the, these particular types of uh, roving immigration True, those aren't the TSA. Point. That's the Border Patrol and whatever uh, local police agency or whatever state cops uh, are, are on that particular uh, and beat. And it's absolutely worth doing this. I'm just, you know, I would be interested. But if they the also TSA- beat the hell out of that pastor guy as well. Yeah. Busted in his, uh, his windshield or whatever or his side window and, uh, you know, beat the crap out of the dude. So, but the yes, TSA people are used, refusing. The and, TSA is not used to being told, no, go take a long walk off a short pier. Right. You're not going to shake me down. The, um, you know, the Border Patrol, maybe they're a little more de- used to noncompliance. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's a good idea. But here the uh, Paul Army's uh, TSA federal spokes bureaucrat says here for the Nash- Nashville International Airport, somebody sees something somewhere, we want them to be responsible citizens and report that and let us work it through and pro- our processes to abet the concern that they had when they saw something suspicious. So he, they're trying to get everybody involved in this. Snitch on your neighbor club. Right. So give out a phone number, put up some billboards. Uh, and I've seen some of these billboards in New York City. But put up some billboards. Okay, if you see something, say something. Here's a snitch line. And then uh, people can start calling on the people they don't like. They don't like how they're driving. They don't like how they look or whatever. It's so creepy because they don't explain what suspicious behavior would even be. They just say suspicious. So it's up to the imagination what looks suspicious to you. Yeah, and someone who's a busybody uh, is going to be more likely to label something as suspicious. Right. Right. Oh, that person's not making eye contact with me. Honestly, when you're on the whatever. interstate, who doesn't look suspicious? You know, have you ever like gone on the interstate and you're like, you know, you kind of glance over and yeah. you're yeah. like, whoa, I better, I'm <laughs> my own business, I guess. <laughs> you're wondering if that truck driver is touching himself. Even you have no idea. Right? You can't see. Depending on where you are. The truck driver can see into your car. They right. Can. They can yeah. see everything. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so and they are asking for truck drivers to get involved here yeah. and uh, and snitch out their fellow drivers. But which getting it, involved, it, real professional and drivers into, won't do that. In looking opinion. into other people's cars is suspicious behavior in and of itself. <laughs> so, being involved and you know checking for look, I was right. just checking for suspicious behavior. There's a guy checking me out. <laughs> well, that's what he's supposed to be there doing. There could have been some hot women driving around without their pants on. Of course, I'm looking down at other people's cars. So, look out for this. Uh, it's happening in was it the Knoxville area? You say this was just in Tennessee as well. What they said. Tennessee. I, I don't know if they said not. If you've encountered one of these, I want to know what it's been like. And I think Mark's suggestion of uh, saying no to this and preferably doing it on video and using maybe if you've got a smartphone, using a service like Bambuser or Quick.com, QIK.com to actually record the scene. Let those cops know as soon as they come up to your car. Let them know you are being broadcast live on the internet if you've got Quick. That's a true statement, uh, likely. And that we'll see how that changes how they behave, if it if it does at all. 
like you said, Mark, they may not be used to people saying no. So it could be a little risky. I'd be scared of telling a state trooper no. I mean, I, I really feel like you'd probably get your face smashed in. Depends on where you are. They're you pretty nice around here from what I've seen. Border Patrol, I, I don't think they – you know, Border Patrol isn't going to feel like they can do things to U.S. citizens, I don't think, nearly as much. But – you know, the, your average state trooper is essentially the highest law in their state, and I imagine they're pretty used to people doing what they what they say what they tell them to do. So we'll keep our ears open on this, and if you have uh, actually had experience at this, and if you see these checkpoints popping up in uh, in your state, please uh, let us know. Tell your th- uh, tell your story and your thoughts. Let's go to Rick, listening in Pennsylvania. Rick, you're on Free Talk Live hey, with Ian, Ali, and Mark. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Great. What's on your mind, Rick? Uh, listen, I, I have a, a, a kind of a question. Um, let me, I'll preface this by saying I'm a, I'm a lifelong libertarian, and I believe in the legalization of all uh, narcotics. Excellent. Uh, but I have a question about the difference between actually smoking a marijuana cigarette and taking the Marinol pill. Uh, I have a, a friend who is, who is faced with the, the possibility of moving out of state because it's not legal here to to have medicinal marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, but th- th- this this Marinol pill isn't even something that's being offered by the doctor, the cancer patient. Um, and I, I don't know the difference. I don't know enough about it. Um, okay. I can give you a little bit of information about it. I am not a doctor. This isn't uh, doctor's orders or recommendations or advice. Uh, Certainly not medical advice. We can bring it back, give you a little bit of info about it and why some people aren't so impressed with Marinol, which is supposed to be the the legal prescription version of THC, the active chemical in pot, or one of the active chemicals. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated, so send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, bring up anything you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Give you the features there for free. And if you enjoyed this program, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. Get pretty much whatever you need. I mean, it's Amazon. Uh, shop.freetalklive.com takes you to a page on our site where you'll see different links for Amazons, different Amazons around the world. Click into the right one for you and just get your shopping done. Order whatever it is you need or whatever you want. Get it delivered to your door. Get a great price, free super saver shipping on a lot of their products and even order used if you would like. Just make sure you start your shopping through our special link over at shop.freetalklive.com. Now, there is certain things. There are certain things you cannot buy on Amazon, including convention tickets like to the Liberty Forum 2012. It's coming up February 23rd through the 26th. Allie, you've probably never been to a Liberty Forum. Am I correct about I have, that? I have not been to a Liberty Forum. This is going to be fun. Are you planning on going? I do plan on going. All right. So uh, it's awesome. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any pictures from the Liberty Forum, but it's it's hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people coming together into the same hotel in the wintertime in New Hampshire for the purpose of 
you know, networking and socializing and watching speeches and panel panel discussions and meeting new people. And it's great. It's a great time. There's, of course, plenty of vendors. Free Talk Live. We're going to be there. We'll be broadcasting live. So, uh, you know, we're going to be on the site and we'll be interviewing all manner of interesting people. It's kind of like Porkfest, but in a hotel, but not really because it's a convention and Porkfest isn't really a convention. But it's uh, it's a, it's the Liberty, one of the two Liberty events that the Free State Project actually puts on every single year here in New Hampshire. And if you have if you've idly considered moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, you should come to the Liberty Forum. I'd agree with that. If if it's ever been just a something you've just played with in your mind, the idea of coming to New Hampshire, come here, meet these people, and then you'll really be able to make a decision about this. I mean, you you did go to Pork Fest. Pork Fest is a big uh it- I mean, I was pretty much sold on the idea of New Hampshire, so honestly, I was already decided. But I decided if I didn't like Porkfest for whatever reason, then I wouldn't come. Yeah. So and I loved it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not quite as uh, you, Porkfest is a camping excursion. It's a week in the woods. Uh, so there's a different feel, a different uh, you know vibe about Porkfest. This might be great for people because a lot of people didn't want to come to Porkfest if. The, for the camping aspect of it, I mean, mm-hmm. they had hotels, but this might be much better for the people that you know. If you hate camping, the Liberty Forum is the way to go. <laughs> yep, because uh, you're not going to want to be camping in the winter time in no, New Hampshire. No, it's a bad idea. But it's there's still plenty of uh, you know socializing and uh, late you know late night uh, parties that go on. In fact, it's almost like the party is in the lobby of the hotel at certain points of time. There was a drum circle there. Oh, God. Uh, it was people with uh, alcohol where they're not supposed to have it. I mean, it's just a blast. Uh, and uh, the, like the whole fourth floor smelled like pot. I kid you not. It was <laughs> you open the the doors of the ele- elevator would open and you would all you would smell would be cannabis. I've heard that smoked yeah. cannabis. It was incredible. I never experienced anything like it. Go to freestateproject.org/libertyforum to get registered. But it's not about, it's not all about partying. It's also a very serious event and a lot of families come and they do family things as well. Families uh, usually aren't partying at, uh, yeah, at 11 at 10 o'clock. Well, they don't happening. stay on the fourth floor, so uh, well, I don't know who stayed on that fourth floor. There was a lot of people on that floor, and I think it's a good idea to actually keep the Free Staters and the Liberty Activists together because it's, we don't rent the whole hotel out. So, like, there was this one year where there was a guy that stuck his head out of his hotel room because we'd kind of spilled out into the hallway during one of the, the late night parties. He's like, Hey, I'm a pilot. Uh, I got to get up in the morning. Can you guys keep it down? And of course, everybody went inside the room, closed the door, and. Problem solved. One year, John McCain stayed at the hotel during the uh, th- during the Liberty Forum. Yeah, that's right. And there was a video of uh, Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com chasing after him into an ele- uh, elevator and freaking out his guards. I bet. Uh, you can find that online over at YouTube. Let's go back to Rick. He's called in about uh, the issue of Marinol, which is the THC, uh, kind of a THC synthetic version that is available through some doctors. It's a prescription process. And you're curious as to what the difference is between Marinol and uh, actual the, the pot plant, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I just, um, I, I guess, uh, is, is there is there some sort of a, a an obvious benefit to smoking the cigarette rather than, uh, or you know, eating it or, or, or however you're going to ingest it uh, over taking the Marinol pill? Now, I'm not a a medical patient that uses cannabis, but I've met a few of them and a number of them, and from what they have told me, there is a difference. Uh, from what I understand, there is a difference, and the reason there's a difference is because cannabis. Well, it's got more to it than just THC. Uh, it's you know, it's got a, a different uh, chemicals in it, and different strains of cannabis 
have different chemical configurations. I mean, they look different because they are different. You know, there's blueberry and there's purple haze and there's all kinds of, you know, white widow and these different names, AK-47, different names for pot. And the, the folks that are the, the weed connoisseurs, the people that have had the chance to try these different uh, strains that they've known for sure what they are because they've been getting them in places like Holland or California where you actually know for sure exactly what you're buying and you can kind of get a feel for what those things do for you. Uh, they will tell you that there's a huge difference because you're getting this full range of chemicals that can be changed depending on the, the product that you're using, whereas the Marinol is just synthetic THC, and that is it. Yeah, I wouldn't claim that um, to know all these words, the, the chemical compounds that are in there, but apparently the THC itself is a bit of a sort of a depressing thing to take on its own, that there are other compounds inside of the, mar- uh, the, the marijuana that cause it to be this euphoric and pleasant thing. The reason that people smoke it is most people find it somewhat pleasant, or a lot mm-hmm. of people find it somewhat pleasant. Um, whereas with the Marinol, that people can get depressed and, and all kinds of, uh, well, it has all kinds of side effects. What is an analog of a compound? Because the THC that they have in uh, this pill, it's, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but it's, it says it's an analog of THC. So I don't know if it's even really, you know, the same THC you might get. I think it now this again I'm not a scientist so please if somebody knows better 855-450 free somebody does but an analog as I understand it is essentially a synthetic version of it so THC occurs in nature as part of the cannabis plant so they found a way to copy it they're not extracting it they're not extracting it from the plant they're right, synthesizing it so they're, like analog like okay. in the conventional sense yeah so anything okay. else does that clear anything up for you uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I had I was under the impression that uh, that it was an extract rather than a, a synthetic. No. I, I, I guess I was a little misinformed. Yeah, on that. it's a it's but, a synthetic. Uh, yeah, They're not growing uh, yeah. Pfizer or whatever is not growing fields and fields of uh, marijuana and then boiling it down or whatever and, and extracting extracting it. So no, that's that's not the case at all. It's completely synthetic. Uh, I guess kind of in the same way that the JWH eighteen and 15, you know, 25s, these uh, K two is the name brand. Uh, there's different name brands for this synthetic cannabis. That's being sold on the market, not Marinol, but other types of synthetic uh, THCs. And so I guess there's different ways to to set up the, the chemical compounds to where they're still very similar to THC, but they're not exactly the same as THC. So there's a very interesting what uh, what people can do out there uh, with, with these processes. And if you are – there was that discount rechem guy. He probably knows exactly the answer to these, uh, these questions. Remember that guy that called in who yes. was running a website that sold this stuff? Uh, so that's some information for you. Also, one other point. I think that uh, that just hit me is the smoked cannabis or vaporized cannabis, which, by the way, vaporization is a healthier way, like with the e-cigarette using vaporizer for cannabis healthier, uh, as I understand it. When you're doing a smoking or vaporizing as compared to taking a pill, smoking or vaporizing is going to allow the effects, the des- whatever desirable effects to hit you sooner. So you may have whatever relief that you need within one or two tokes, whereas if you're taking a pill, it may take you an hour, two hours, however long it takes your digestive process to kind of process through uh, to get that, uh, the, the relief you're looking for. So I hope that helps. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. You can take control of the airwaves. Gosh, I wish I could remember which one it was, but there's a great drug war documentary out there. And I think it's the I think it's Kevin Booth's documentary. Uh, but it's – anyway, in that documentary, they follow a couple of uh, cannabis medical patients. And one lady – 
she you know allows the cameras into her home and kind of tells him what the deal is with how she uses this for uh, for her medical condition and I thought it was cerebral palsy. And anyway, whenever her condition comes on, she uses a toke, maybe a toke and a half, two tokes, and literally within moments after taking that first toke, her symptoms are cured. They go away. I mean, they're going to come back. It's not like a, a cure is not the right word, but her symptoms go away almost instantaneously. It's a treatment. Yeah, it's it's incredibly effective for some of these folks. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but still enough time for you and your thoughts. If you're on the phones, you may dial in 855-450-FREE. Maybe enough room for you. 1-855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. By the way, once again, mentioned the Liberty Forum. I don't think I gave – maybe I gave the discount code, but I'm going to give it again. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Discount code is FTL2012. That'll save you 10% off the already low early bird prices for the best Liberty event the best Liberty Hotel-based event, because Porkfest is pretty awesome and it's not in a hotel, but the uh, the best Liberty convention you'll attend. That said, the second best one that I've ever attended, Libertopia, is going on right now uh, out in California. What other ones have you attended besides these? I've been to Libertarian Party conventions. I have been to Freedom and Fest, and it is horrid. pretty big and pretty amazing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Libertopia was pretty awesome, though, and uh, it's just cool. It's a cool name. So that's going on this weekend, and uh, Stephanie Murphy is actually down there from my co-host uh, for yeah, Sundays. Is she going to be back in time to do a show with she you? She is not. Who's going to host with you this weekend? Uh, the great Osborno. Oh, uh, excellent! Will be on and, from uh, SACL CAI. Yep, he's going to be uh, oh, dra- be dragging Brett Vinoy probably from School Sucks podcast. So I know that Stephanie's out there uh, representing her free aid organization, which is a volunteer group of uh, kind of professionals and uh, folks that are invo- interested in life saving sorts of things and healthcare, uh, healthcare and tending to the wounded. Uh, so they're there with a table, and the Free State Project is there again this year. Mark, you and I actually got to go to Libertopia last. Last year, fortunately, it was the same weekend as a uh, an industry convention that we attended out uh, on the West Coast, and it was their first year last year. And I thought they did a pretty good job for their for their first time out. So hopefully, they've learned a few lessons, made a few tweaks to uh, what they're doing this year, and have even more people. Because I heard from Stephanie today, and uh, she said it was it was great thus far, and it just kicked off today. So. More power to them. I enjoyed it when we went. Yeah, and hopefully the Free State Project will uh, have more success at bringing some of those poor bastards from California all the way over here to uh, New Hampshire to be part of the Free State Project. When we were there, there they were just a, keep getting screwed over. A couple of Free Staters that had, uh, you know, I'm a Free Stater and I'm moving in uh, badges. So they had like little, you know, what day they were, what date they were moving. I thought those were really effective. It's, it's yeah, it was a great idea. Scott Beezer from Big Head Press at Big Bad, BigHeadPress.com, the guy who uh, you know has escaped from terror and that kind of stuff. He's going to be out there too. Yeah, that guy's really cool. He, I found out it was him that sent me the uh, the comics yep. while I was in jail, which were excellent at BigHeadPress.com. So let's continue here with you and your thoughts. We go to Captain Ned calling from Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you guys are killing me tonight, man. I almost drowned on my rum with about that truck driver touching himself stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, Captain Ned, it says here you're in Orlando. Is that true? No, no. no uh, poor Allie. How'd you get drugged into this, Allie? What? <laughs> drug into what? Well, this uh, yeah, this uh, three rig circus they got going there. Oh, just the hey, fact that you're here apparently. They coerced yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
Uh, Ian, I'm glad you're back, man. Now Mark can finally relax. Apparently, he's looking at porn tonight on his uh, computer. Well, uh, he can finally relax. Now I'm playing solitaire. He was was under tremendous pressure when you were on vacation. Well, he rose (laughs) to the occasion, from what I understand. He did. He he very much did. And it was, uh, like I said, he looked like Don Imus towards the end there, man. He had it down. (laughs) That's not a compliment. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Well, yeah, it's Have you seen of, Don Imus? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, maybe... Like I said, he's not drooling. He was not drooling on himself yet like Don, but... Yeah, maybe you look like, like Don Imus at age 40, Mark, but... Uh, <laughs> still pretty rough, I imagine. Mark, have you been com- calling me nappy-headed off-camera or off-radio? What's this? Or when I wasn't on nappy-headed? Oh, was I calling you nappy-headed? I see. It's a Don Imus... Uh, uh, ah, very just, nice. Very it's, subtle. It's no, it, was, it was just Mark's command of the whole thing. But anyway, I'd like to talk about this Wall Street... Uh, the effect the Wall Street crowd is having, uh, the, the Occupy Wall Street is having on the uh, power elite, you know, the New World Order guys. They're right. getting shook up, man. They are getting shook up for sure. You think? Yeah, they are, absolutely. They don't like this a bit. Uh, not, Why? Not a bit. And, well, it, they, don't, they don't like that uh, you know, 60s style revolt against the machine. You know, the rage against the machine. Yeah, but why would they be worried about it? I mean, the 60s, uh, the hippies all became the machine. Well, you know, to a degree, you know, but there's a lot of us still out there, and we're, That's we're ready true. to go. And, uh, I'm exaggerating. Was it wasn't all of the hippies, but for the most part, a lot of the people that complained about the man back in the uh, the 60s have become the man. the man. Well, we're still out there. Don't believe that, man. That's propaganda. <laughs> so anyway. I've uh, met them. <laughs> well, you know what? But hey, to get on this uh, search thing they're doing in Tennessee, I've been through thousands of way stations and big rigs. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it can be very unpleasant, but here's the deal. If you're in a, if you're in a cage, you know, a, a passenger car, they pull you over and go, hey, man, uh, you, if you're going to weigh me, go ahead and weigh me. You want to search this vehicle, you're going to need a warrant. And that's it. You shut up right then. Mm. You tell them, hey, officer, it's your move. And you shut up. You don't let him do anything. He can get you out of the vehicle. He can pat you down. That's all he can do. Tell him, bring your dogs, do whatever you need to do. I'm free to go if you're not going to do something with me. Which that's, I, I would say that's generally good advice. To not uh, talk uh, is a good you're idea because talk. the more you blab, the more likely they're going to put handcuffs on yeah, you. And yeah. and asking and that I, question. I always, joke with the, I always joke with the cops. I joke with the, you know, a lot of them, man. I've run trailers down the interstate with blown tires, you know, shredding. You know, when they pull you over, you just got to tell them, hey, you know, this is the deal. Sometimes you get a ticket, sometimes you don't. You got to do what you got to do. But here's the thing. Always. Demand a warrant for make tell them this is a constitutional stop as of this moment. As soon as I don't like what happens, I'm observing my fourth, fifth, and sixth amendment guarantees. You basically Mirandize yourself. He can't ask you another thing. Oh yeah, he's they don't like it when choices. people start talking about their rights because they don't want to well, hear. He's got, one of, he's got one or two choices. I've been there. Either cut the line, let you go, yep. or arrest you. I don't You're even see a reason to. Jeopardy. I don't even. Cops don't tell you the deal when they pull you over. They just bunch, make up stuff. So I just say, well, it, I'm not going to answer yeah, any Alan, questions. Draw the line, and right then I stop talking. Man, this is a constitutional stop, officer. I'm, I am observing my fourth, fifth, and sixth amendment guaranteed. If you don't like the way it's going, if he's just writing you a ticket, you, you were speeding, he's a nice guy, writes you a ticket, good. If he says, hey, where are you going? Where are you coming from? As soon as that starts, no, this is a constitutional stop from this point on, officer. Boom. Thanks, Captain Ned. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. Also, important question to ask, am I free to go? Am I being detained? In some some of these videos that I was talking about before, the Checkpoint USA, where you, where you get to see people. I don't consent to your search. Am I free to go? Yeah, where, where you get to actually see people interact with these Border Patrol folks. 
in some cases, they'll just ask that same question over and over yeah. again. It's and, a great question because they have to have a reason for uh, to detain you. They have to you know, articulate right. not just you're black. They have to articulate your brown that reason. And um, you know, it, uh, you know, am I free to go? No. Am I being detained? Yes. Yeah. Why am I being detained? You know, you, this this gives you have the questions at that point when they're asking the questions, you're, you're in trouble yeah. when you're asking the questions, they're in trouble. So true. Let's talk to Ed, who's in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ed. Hey, you guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, Ian. Uh, glad to hear you. Yes, sir. Ain't talked to you in a while. So go ahead with your thoughts. OK. Hey, uh, you know, uh, it, it's counterintuitive, but, you know, I think it's the smoke marijuana that has the good effect for, you know, a lot of these so-called uses from it. Because, you know, from that Donald Taskin study, they thought that the heavier uh, use of marijuana would lead to lung cancer. But uh, like it says here, what we found instead was no association at all and even a suggestion of a protective effect. Mm-hmm. But, but to that... Uh, what do you think about this drug testing? What do you mean by welfare that? or anybody any drug testing? You know, you know the history on drug testing. Two of the board members on NIDA, National Institute of Drug Abuse, or they are on the drug testing company board, and you know they made a billion dollars last year. And and the question I would ask them, or any government official, or anybody that would be for it. How did we make it all the way up to, what, 1980, 85, whenever they started this insanity? Which I'm board? Are we talking about the FDA or some other board? I'm a little confused. To me. Ed, I'm a little confused as to what board you're referring to. Is it the FDA or the Federal Food and Drug Administration or something else? No, they're on the, uh, on the uh, uh, board of the drug testing companies. The drug and testing O-Nitis. companies? The, yeah, the drug testing companies. The ones so, that provides the drug test. You're oh, asking oh, about. Oh, oh, oh wait. For, you mean like for, Ill- for illegal drugs? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought when you were talking about drug testing, I'm glad we're on the same page now because okay. when you were talking about drug testing, I thought you meant like testing a new drug that is being proposed, like the FDA oh, no, requirements. Like a urinalysis. Drug testing. Uh, you know, they want to start drug testing uh, uh, people on welfare. welfare recipients. Right. So that's what he's talking about, Ali. So you said he's talking about a urinalysis or something right. like that. Right. You know, I'm kind of torn on this one. I'm not, um, you know, I mean, do do we want to set up her? I, I think that welfare is something that really harms people, that it, uh, you know, that certainly there are people out there that have been helped by welfare, but by and large, it will, uh, you know, create a, you know, generations of people on welfare and it, it takes away their drive because it, it the way that the incentives are set up, they can't really succeed. Well, the only solution is to truly well, abolish well, welfare because... Hey, Mark, I didn't want to discuss that, but I just thought, uh, y'all may agree with me. I, I think it violates the Fourth Amendment because, as they call it, it's a suspicionless yeah, I think it's wrong to, to drug test people. I think that uh, people should just simply be responsible for their actions. Whether they're on drugs or not, uh, they should still be responsible. And I thank you, Ed. I wish we had more time for the discussion. You're welcome to call back with it tomorrow night. We're out of time. It's been Ian here with you. And Allie. And Mark. See you tomorrow at freetalklive.com. And now it's time for the Leadership Radio Minute with tips and advice on how to maximize your own leadership potential. Here's international leadership expert and New York Times bestselling author John C. Maxwell. Few things in life are worse than a teacher who is unteachable. So how do you keep growing and having an open mind? 
First, maintain a teachable spirit, which says, everyone can teach me something. Second, keep yourself on a growth plan. It is impossible to help others intentionally grow if you are not intentionally growing yourself. And here's the good news. If you've already been investing in your own personal development, guess what? You have already started to do much of the hard work. If you haven't been investing in yourself, start today. The more you grow, the greater not only the potential for you, but also for everyone you lead. For the Leadership Radio Minute, I'm John C. Maxwell. For more information on how to maximize your own leadership potential, please visit johnmaxwell.com. True leadership isn't a matter of having a certain job or title. In fact, being chosen for a position is only the first of the five levels every effective leader achieves. In his new book, The Five Levels of Leadership, leadership expert and New York Times bestselling author John C. Maxwell helps you to become more than the boss people follow only because they're required to. He gives advice on how to grow further, achieve results, and build a team that produces. The Five Levels of Leadership, the newest book from John C. Maxwell, is available wherever books are sold.